You pull out that badge, man. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a totally different feeling. It's something that you know you you'd have to to get the full effect. Yeah, you'd probably have to do it once. It's it's um it could be or- orgasmic actually. Really? Yeah, it's that fucked the up. The power. Yeah, it is. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? You go to other gummy bears, you try them out, and you go, oh, yeah, these are good, these are good, you know, new new flavors, new shapes. But when you put those Haribos in your mouth, those gold bears, man, you go back to the basics, you realize they got it right. Those Haribos you don't fuck with. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 183, Popo. On this episode... I talked to Mark DeMeo, comedian, Mark DeMeo, about uh, his 20 years on the New York City police force. Oh, you guys, I'm in Los Angeles right now. Uh, the reason I'm here is because I am taping my This Is Not Happening storyteller shows. We're doing more of them for television this time, for Comedy Central. So, And I just looked at the um, ticket link, and suddenly it was supposed to be it was sold out for September 9th, but now there's tickets available. So if you guys hurry... You can get tickets for, for tomorrow, September 9th. It's so many people on that lineup. Rogan, Rob Corddry, Dale Hughley, Bobby Lee, Paul Shear from The League, Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele. Oh, good lineup. I think Miss Pat, Mark Marin. Wow. Okay, you guys, you got to go right now. Go to one, the number one, iota, I-O-T-A dot com, and you got to use this code. You, you got to use the code. Or they'll put you on this wait list, and they're going to have to email you later, which you may or may not get tickets. Please use this code. R-E-T-I-N-H-1-4. R-E-T-I-N-H-1-4. It's R-E, this is not happening. 14. Um, uh, and put that in, and then you'll get tickets to the show. You got to choose one or the other, one, one show or the other. Don't make reservations of both. Because um, by the time you're out of the first show, the tickets are already be given out for the second show. Like, you'll have to get in line. Um, it says get there at 6.30. The show starts at 7.30. But if you don't get there by 6.30, they're going to start giving out tickets to other people. But come. Come to the show. It's fucking an amazing lineup. And come to other days, too. Come next Monday or Tuesday, the 15th or 16th. We've got tons of other people. Uh, Duncan, Diaz, Ralphie May, Steve Renazizi from the league, Eliza Schlesinger. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Tons, fucking a lot more. I always forget who's doing the show. There's so many good people doing it. Um Jay Larson is fucking great from Crab Feast. Uh, so yeah, get tickets. And if you do go to the first show, and then when you end, if they if you see the line is like not that full, you can sneak on to the end of that. Just don't make two reservations. But you can you can try to sneak in if you're one of the few that just like gets in because it's not full. And you know, stay to see if it's full or not. So um, that's what I'm doing here. I'm excited. I'm telling four stories myself. Um, which I'll record. Um, one of them is the first story uh, I uh, we ever told in this show. Four and a half, almost, no, four and a half years ago. 
So I'm going to do it again. Um, yeah, and then I got Calgary um, September 18th. Come to that. Yuck Yucks in Calgary. Check out all the dates. Oh, and I'll, I guess I'll put this link up on com on my website. Along with all the music like I always do. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a good episode. Fun to talk to a cop who's open about it. And this guy was. And thanks for all the students who get their books through my Amazon link. Go to AriTheGreat.com. Click on my Amazon link. Thank you for doing that. Um, getting your books through that so I can get money to pay for trips like this. Um, all right, let's start the episode. Ari Shafir's kept the tank. It's a good one. Episode 183, Popo with Mark DeMeo. So, okay, so what happened? It was talking about Tommy Chong. Good call, by the way, in the whole garden. It's not bad, right? No, it's good. I like yeah. it. Sorry. Cheers. Uh, cheers, man. Um, after you got off work, a fucking beer goes perfect. Yeah, yeah, right? it's perfect. I smoked a little bit and I, and I had some beer. It's great. Did you really? Yeah. So you smoke now? Oh, as a matter of fact, when I came out of work, yeah. I made the right, and then this guy goes to me, hey, man, there's a liquor store there, right? Yeah. And he goes, hey, man, you want to, you want to try some monkey rum? Where was... Where was that? Right here? On um, 54th Street. Oh, out there. Yeah. Uh, Monkey rum. So he goes, it's a brand new, it's a brand of uh, new rum. But just the way he said it to me, he goes, hey, man, you want to try some monkey rum? I said, hell yeah. (laughs) And then he took me inside the um, the liquor store, and then I had a, I tried the- You tried it? Yeah, it was great. It was really good. I tried, they have two two flavors, spice rum and coconut rum, and I tried them both. They were both really good. Rum is really a summer drink, huh? Yeah, yeah. Rum is really a summer liquor. There was like some other stuff, like a juice there. He was going to mix it with. I said, no, 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 just give it to me like that. Oh, yeah. You're like, fuck it. I've got a long history. So we were talking about- um, Tommy Chonk. So yeah, they got him with the bogs. I said, okay, go ahead. So how did they they get him? Well, there was some- I heard this on Stern, I think, the whole story. And then I heard him tell the story. Somebody from the federal government was soliciting him, you know, because his son had his whole company selling bogs. Yeah. So he knew which states that he could sell to and which states he couldn't sell to. not allowed to sell across state lines to to Pennsylvania if it's uh, a carbonated bong. If it's one of those if it's one of those pipes with no with no carb on it, you're okay, mm-hmm. but if it's got a hole on it somehow. So whatever effects. these guys did, they yeah. found a place that was like right on the border that technically had the zip code of the next state over but was considered yeah, some wow. hanky-panky like that and as soon as they got him they rolled in deep and hard, and they, you know, they that's that was the problem because they raided the house, you know. Yeah, they found all over bongs. He told me he did a story about his arrest at my storyteller show in L.A. like three years ago, maybe. Man, it was good. Everybody, it was on like the edge of their seats. Who's Chong? Chong, yeah. yeah. He's oh, talking about how he got complacent over the years. How it's like he got caught with like a nug, and he's like, "Oh fuck! Like I'm gonna get popped for this." Uh-huh. And then the cop or the, the TSA guy, airport security before TSA, whoever it was that caught him was like, oh, man, can I get your picture? Like, it wouldn't uh-huh. be a problem because they just knew it was Tommy Chong with weed. Yeah, yeah. The way I used to hear about Ronnie Dangerfield at, at, in bar, at like restaurants in L.A., uh-huh. he'd just be smoking weed. And cops come up to him and was like, oh, hey, officer, nice to meet you, but wouldn't put the weed out. This is before it was legal. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like wouldn't even consider because it was like nobody cares. Ronnie Dangerfield. 
And his same as Tommy Chong. Like he said his wife would see him get led past by like a bunch well, of marshals. Well, it should be that be like, way. Nah, he'll take pictures. I don't know. I just, you know, yeah, as a retired be. police officer, mm-hmm. I know when I was working, I don't think, I can't really recall pulling over a celebrity or stopping a celebrity. But I can, you know. I, but you saw I pro- them. Um, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, you know, because sometimes yeah. these celebrities get arrested. And I'm thinking, what would have happened? You know, what if I pulled over a celebrity? What would I have done? And there's a good chance I might have, like, I probably would have helped them out. Yeah, exactly. You like celebrities. We, yeah, we, yeah. Had, we, we were at the cover booth at the comedy store. But some store. people don't. Yeah. But and when a like, celebrity came in, they're like, oh, no, it's on the house. And I'm like, why? That guy's got millions of dollars. Well, this they want to Red Hot Chili back. Peppers. I guess so. But, like, you know, that he can afford the 20 bucks or the 40 bucks. It's like, put your credit card down. You don't even notice it. Yeah, I guess you want him to come back. Yeah, because now you got a happening place. Also, you just like you want to like please celebrities. That's what everyone wants to do. You yeah. know, just like people you look up to, and you want a, an athlete or something. Man, if I if I saw Emmett Smith, and he's like, "Hey, on the subway," he's like, "Do you mind if I sit here?" My uh-huh. legs are tired. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Emmett Smith! Of course you can." <laughs> you know, yeah, but I wouldn't yeah, do it for a normal person, even if they were holding a bag. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One night I worked security at this. Um, it was the Wednesday right after um, Sandy hit. Yeah, it was like Halloween. And my friend Dino calls me up. He asked me if I want to work security. You know, yeah. and people think because I was a cop, you know, that I would love to, I always like to work security. There's yeah. nothing that I hated more than working, working security. Yeah, I hated working. So I was already saying no to him mid sentence. But then he told me, you know, it's going to be a, a, a tit detail. Yeah. That I'd be guarding celebrities. That's easy. And, you know, it was 30 bucks an hour. So I went and I did it. And I had a. I had to make sure nobody bothers uh, Ethan Supreme for My Name is Earl, the bigger brother. I know that guy, yeah. He's cool. Uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Russell Crowe. First of all, the first two people are both fat guys who lost a shitload of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Russell Crowe and Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny when you're around, like, obviously, you know, there's a pecking order with celebrities. Even they know who's who. You just dropped it in order of, like, like exactly. a lineup. You're exactly. like, don't worry, it'll get bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you thought Ethan Suppley was good, wait till you hear about Jonah Hill. And if exactly. you like that. <laughs> exactly. I do the, you know, I tell the story in my act. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it was really weird being around, you know, the celebrities. But, you know, when you're around, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, man. Yeah. You got to see how people act. It's just. Different, it, right? It, it's like a, you're walking around the God. Wow. There was a line of girls because he was sitting in a VIP area with him and his crew. And his crew was the guys that I mentioned. Which and, guys you mentioned? Well, Jonah Hill and he didn't... His crew. Oh, that crew. That yeah. crew. Okay, yeah. Like Russell Crowe wasn't really in his crew. Russell Crowe brought his own bodyguards, oh. which is annoying when you're working security. And you know that the per- the guy, his bodyguards, they could have beat me up bad. I mean, he brought like mixed martial artists. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I'm not, no matter what this guy does. <laughs> I'll just let <laughs> him have a lead. I was just I'm not going to get no cauliflower ears. What if you were like guarding, something happened, you were, you were guarding uh, Leo, uh-huh. and then as you were guarding Leo, somebody tried to attack Ethan Suppley. Would, would, um, would, uh, what's his name's bodyguards help? Or would he just be like, not my responsibility? No, 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 no. Though he would, they were with Russell. I'm saying, would yeah. Russell, would Russell's bodyguards sick, have sick. helped have helped Ethan Suppley? Oh, out? I don't know, I don't know, hmm. I don't know, I don't, I probably not. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Go, it's a shame, but I'm on duty. You know, I thought you, you know, what, I thought you were going to ask me. What? I thought you were going to ask me if they were attacking Ethan, uh, whatever his last yeah. name is, would I have 
jump to make sure nobody gets at Leo. That was my first thought. <laughs> so they get the, the more like, oh my God, somebody's doing guy. something to him. Let me make sure nobody gets to Leo. <laughs> it's going to be more dangerous for yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. DiCaprio. <laughs> I'll block him first before I go help that other guy. I had this whole bit about... That's the point I was making about what? celebrities, or we were making about celebrities. That's the kind of action you would take. Instead of rocking this dude, you're going to make sure Leo's yeah. okay. There's a fight breaks out there. You're like, oh my God, are yeah, you yeah. all right? You're like, what? That's just a regular dude. Well, that's what happened to that guy. Remember that rapper that went to jail for uh, when P. Diddy was out with uh, Jennifer Lopez that night, and there was a shooting in the club? Yeah, sort of, probably. One I forget night. what the, the rapper's name was right now. Mace. No, it wasn't Mace. I don't know. It was uh, he was an up and coming rapper. Was it Cannabis? Cannabis was a guy's name. That's not I don't a bad think name Cannabis was the one that went to jail. Somebody went to jail. Well, he was out with P Diddy. Yeah, and I think somebody had a problem with P Diddy. Whatever. So this guy, cannabis he comes. He comes to protect P Diddy, but hard takes a gun out and shoots at the guy. Shoots at him. Shoots at the guy who was fucking with P Diddy. Wow, that's a little too hard. Yeah, that was bad. P. Diddy, but hey, man, I well, what happened was P Diddy was with Jennifer Lopez at the time. Yeah, and they had a split because like, so they be didn't want to be there man. when the cops came. But of course, there was like a whole interview now, and you know, it was we a police investigation. Here, like we'll call. Him yeah, that. yeah, it was a police. So that's when they broke up because she she didn't want to mess up her career by being. I'm with not him. from the block anymore. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. You got no street cred anymore. No. It's like, hey, I might have been from the block, but that block's been torn down and it's yeah, a duplex yeah, now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a smart move on her part. What? To just get out of that whole situation. Yeah. What, what do? That's what Burr's bit was about, where it's like, they always fuck it up. All these athletes, one in a million shot. You start, you play street ball, then you play college football, and then high school and college, <sighs> and you get to the pros, you've beaten all the odds. What the fuck do you have a gun for? Yeah. You're going to mess it all up. Leave the gun at home. Uh-huh. They always try to stay like hoodie. It's not smart. Yeah, I, you know what? It's a weird thing. It's like even I was a cop, yeah. right? Yeah. And I always wanted to still like kind of sort of be cool with my old friends. Old cop friends or old? No, no, my friends? old friends from the neighborhood. Where'd but you grow up? Astoria. Okay. What kind of but, what kind of upbringing? Well, you know, my mom and dad split. I lived with my grandparents mostly. I went to military school, okay. and then as soon as I started, I went to local high school. I went to St. John's. Middle Prep. class. Lower middle class, lower class. I would say yeah, we weren't poor, but we were just slightly above poor. Okay, you know, lower middle maybe. Yeah, I went to up, say, you know, I went lower. to a Catholic school. Okay. Yeah, but my mother couldn't afford to buy me a car. But she could afford to send you to a place to get beaten every day. Yeah, yeah, the military. Well, I, I kind of sort of had that, you know, I wasn't behaving anyway. But um, in the during those years in high school, I was a you know running around, you know, yeah. doing drugs. Sure. Everything, doing whatever I could do to, you know, almost getting in trouble every day. Yeah. But, um, and then when I became a cop, I didn't want to lose my friendship with those guys, you know? I didn't, I couldn't hang out with them anymore. Yeah. But it took me a while to realize, you know what? They can't be my friends right now. They can't. You're just in a weird place. Yeah, they still do drugs and they still party. And you're in a position, you're going to, you're going to put yourself in a bad position. We just went our own way. Yeah. And then I retired and now we're friends again. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you a cop for? 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. How old are you? 47. Oh, wow. You look pretty good, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah. It's like the weird shit in my hair. What do you usually get? How old do people usually think you are? Uh, I don't know. The late, thir- you know, 35. Yeah. I, w- I think I could do 35. Comic life. Yeah, you could do 35. Yeah. You could do 38 pretty easily, too. Um, uh, wow, yeah. There's so no- why did you decide to do it? Do what? Go into the 
armed forces or whatever it's called. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll call it the armed forces, what I see in Ferguson. You know what happens, man? You get to it like, uh, you know, I had met my girlfriend and she turned out we got engaged and I got married. Yeah. And then once you, once you, you know, you realize, all right, uh, if I'm going to do this, you know, this life thing, I, I should probably get like a, a job. Yeah. yeah. A, oh, as, as good as job as I could possibly get. Dude, I thought of it. my education. When I moved to LA, they had uh-huh. these billboards up, like be a cop, uh-huh. 32 grand a year plus benefits. This was yeah, 15 yeah. years ago. And I thought I could work midnight to 6 a.m. shift or whatever it is. I could get, by. I'm sure nobody wants that anyway. And I'll fucking, <laughs> then I could do comedy at night. Uh-huh. Why not? Have a real uh-huh. job with a pension. Uh-huh. I didn't do it, but that's mostly laziness, I think. Well, you know, in hindsight, it's probably better off that you didn't. Why? Because you were young enough at the time to immerse yourself in it when you didn't, you weren't burdened with a family. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Um, when I first started doing comedy, I was already married, and uh, I think my wife was pregnant. Barf. So for my whole, my son is 17. What? So, yeah, so Jesus. I've been doing comedy for 17 years. What? Really? And f- 15 of those years, I was a cop. So I was juggling a lot. You know, I was a cop. I was a dad. You just quit two years ago? Yeah, and I was also, you know, I was also doing comedy every night. Yeah. Wow. So wait, so you just said, I need a job, so how about this job? Your wife didn't no, really no, like no, that I t- dangerous? You, you want to hear the real story? Sure. I told you I was involved in everything, Yeah. you know, when I was a kid. Whatever, you know, whatever I could get my hands on to make some money. So uh, what, so what just, you would deal drugs? What would you do? Exactly. Whatever. So, so one time, so one time crap. Yeah. I lived in Whitestone, and I was renting the basement from my, my friends in my friend's house. Yeah. So uh, we used to go to, we had this routine, we used to go to the gym together every day. So one day he wasn't coming down. So I went upstairs. I'm like, what are you doing? Are we going to go to the gym or what? Yeah. So he's like, uh, give me a second. We're filling out uh, some applications here. Him and his his wife, they were filling out applications. I said, what are you filling out applications for? He goes, oh, for the New York State Troopers exam. So I was like, did you forget that we deal Coke? <laughs> and then he goes, what do you want to deal Coke forever? And I was like, fuck, you know what? He's right. He, we... Like, the only thing I had going for me up until that point in my whole life is that I never got arrested. Right. So I was like, I could do it. I could definitely do it. I've never been arrested. That was the first thought in my head. If you've been arrested, it. you can't be a cop? Well, it would be harder. Like, I didn't know the rules, really. Right. But I knew that the basic rule was... Don't be a degenerate. Don't, be, don't get arrested. Right. And I still had that going for me. So not only did I take fill out that application for because they had one for me for the New York State Troopers exam, somewhere in my 19-year-old brain... I knew enough to go. I knew the New York City was hiring, so I went to a precinct. I must have anyway, and I filled out an application there. And NYPD called me first. They wanted you. Yeah, and then when I was in the academy with the NYPD, state troopers called. Wait a minute. What do you mean? You filled out applications? And I filled said- out. I filled out the state troopers first. I took that test first. And it took you more. Then I took the NYPD test. And then they called and said, "Okay, we took. We saw your test. We like- got hired by the NYPD three years later. They just hire you right off the bat. That's no, how they it do took it? three years." After the application? Three years. And the worst part was, I could, as soon as I took the test... Three years? Yeah. Yeah, that's how long it took from start to finish. I mean, most people are going to be gone by then or not interested yeah, anymore. Well, that's... You know, they lose a lot of candidates. But, uh, you know, the, I, had, I had a job as a doorman. Did they just not hire a lot of people? What's the story? Well, it takes a test. It takes time because they have a prior test that they're using people off of. Right. So there's like a backup. Yeah. And then, you know... Um, Feel free to burp on, on 
Mike, if you need to. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they got a backlist of of people that they're that, and then they got a process, you know. But the worst part was I took the test and then I just quit smoking pot because like you didn't know. I didn't know how long it was going to take for me to get hired. I didn't know it was going to take three years. I could have oh. smoked for another fucking year and a half. What are you maybe talking about? Two. two years and 10 months you could have smoked for. But I didn't. I fucking quit. Easily. So, so I, didn't smoke pot. Months. I didn't smoke pot for 23 years. Oh my God. 23 years, bro. And I thought about it every day. Not a day went by. That's that's what a pothead I was. I thought about it every single day. Really? I had nightmares where I, wake, where I would they- wake up and I thought I was... I was at a party and somebody passed me a joint and by mistake I took a hit and then I would wake up the next day and be all paranoid. Feeling bad about it. Fuck, I can't believe I fucked up. And I'm like, oh, that was a dream. Wow, I had that with cigarettes. Oh, really? Where after like three weeks, four weeks, a month, I I, I really have those vivid dreams of smoking a cigarette and just going, oh, fuck. Uh I'm smoking again and then waking up like, wait, no, I didn't smoke again. But I still had that shitty feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like halfway through the day. They're like, no, Uh you didn't smoke. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It was just a dream. Yeah, I guess you can have that dream about anything, about cheating. I had about uh, carbs once when I was doing no carbs for a while. Uh-huh. I started dreaming about nachos. Uh-huh. It's crazy when you just suddenly do without something in your life. Your hey, you know what? I had this thought. What? Uh, I want to ask you what you think about it. But what? You think, do you know that Joan Rivers passed, right? I just heard, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, hold on. Breaking news. Go ahead. Well, I was thinking about- Yeah, she passed away. You know, it was an elective surgery- and, that she took? Yeah. That she had? Yeah. Well, it was something wrong with her throat. Oh. So she was going to get rid of it. But she didn't come out of it. Now, here's my... This is just a thought I had in my head. You know, when you go on the anesthesia and yeah. they wake you up... Have you ever been on the anesthesia yeah. before? Mm-hmm. When they wake you up, I think maybe some maybe in your conscious somewhere, you're like, oh, shit, I got to go. You know, let's go. Let's, and you go back. And then maybe in your conscious somewhere, you're like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to chill. In... In like the coma, in like out. like when no when when because she never came out of right. the sedation that she was so in. They want to come out. That's of, my belief anyway. I can, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. My grandmother, when she um, she uh, I talked to her once on the phone before she died, like a while you know ago, and she had been in this like weird vegetative state for about three or four years, and then in some home, and then she just popped out of it one day. She was talking totally normal for a few years after that. So like a second chance. Like nobody wow. thought she was going to come out of it. Yeah. You know, when they feed her fucking pudding with a spoon and wipe it off her lips. She was like that, you know. Like that movie. Yeah, exactly. What movie? Well, I don't know. Whatever movie. Robert oh, yeah. When they come out of it. Yeah. What movie Awakenings. Was Awakenings. Yeah. Robert De Niro. But uh, yeah, she just woke up and she was fine for a few years. It was like my parents got like my mom and his, her sister and her brother got like a second chance with her parents. But anyway, my point is I was on the phone with her once and she was like, when are you visiting next? I was like, October. And she goes, mm, yeah, I can wait till then. And I was like, what What does that mean? Uh-huh. We both knew what it meant. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go soon. But I'll see you one more time. I'll, I'll hold on for that. Wow. It's weird. Yeah, you do have just control over it. I'll get you another beer. So you took this test and they called you. Yeah. Um, well, there's a whole process to it. First of all, when you get caught, that's the uh, the written test. And then when you get called, then uh, you get assigned an investigator. He does a whole background check on you. He goes and visits your neighbors. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't find out that you... you st- I had moved. Oh, smart. <laughs> yeah. But if they, I grew up in Astoria, and then I had moved to... Um, 
Lower Astoria. No, then I moved to Whitestone, that okay. house that uh, you know that I went upstairs, and then we moved to Bayside when I got married. So I'm thinking in Bayside's when I was going through the whole cop stuff, and Bayside, nobody in the neighborhood knew me at all. Is Bayside where Saved by the Bell was? No, Bayside Bell Boulevard, Queens. What's what was Saved by the Bell? What was their high school? There is a Bayside High. Yeah, is, is that Saved by the Bell? I don't know, but it wasn't Bayside Queens. I thought they were in like another state. Oh no, it's definitely not Bayside Saved by the Bell. No, it's definitely not Bayside Queens. I just want to know if it was the same. So you're looking it up, huh? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Saved by the Bell. This is the coolest podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I have a computer right here. Bayside the musical. Yeah, it's Bayside. They went to Bayside High. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a musical Bayside. about Bayside High. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so you went to Bayside. Sorry, <laughs> I just didn't know that. No, no. So when the investigator the comes gang. and he knocks on your door and he's asking the neighbors questions about you, most of the people didn't even know me because uh, I was brand new there. Yeah. And maybe he went back to a story. I don't know. I wasn't a bad like bad kid by my house. I wasn't yeah. a bad kid. I just did bad things. Good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like people, my neighbors hated me or anything. They just knew what was up. <laughs> so like, they just didn't care. They're like, oh, that's a guy who sells oranges. That guy works at an accounting firm. He sells coke. Well, we, they that didn't, guy does yeah, this. Well, they didn't know. I mean, nobody knew. All I knew was I was 18, 19. I had a Cadillac with a phone in it. And I, was in, I, had, I had no job. Like a car phone. Yeah, that yeah. Was yeah that was pre-cell phone. That was one of those car yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. My mom yeah. had one of those. Man, everybody was jealous. I used to go to Queensboro Community College, park in the lot every day why would you even go there oh to sell drugs no no i didn't really deal in school oh you went to school yeah but i wasn't we we sometimes we'd cut it like we would pay i was at some point i was paying for school and i was cutting class and we just sit in my car and smoke <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> what are you, gonna do? you you're 18, right? 18 19 years old yeah i know what are you gonna do it's just an amazing level of compartmentalization. somewhere in the back of your mind you know real life is right around the corner yeah. so you're like fuck it man let me just enjoy this shit you know <laughs> yeah like i didn't have the whole college experience the way most people do i did i loved it but yeah no, you're right community college why not just fuck off it's it was like high school right you know if i had to do it all over again obviously i would have fucking paid attention in high school would and you I have w- would you have thought you should have same think, okay, but you have the same like things dragging you away, sports, girls, whatever. Oh, Would if you I could actually- tell you one thing that I regret the most is I made I I played I made the high school basketball team freshman and, and sophomore year. Yeah. So they had a freshman, a JV, and a and a varsity. I made the freshman team and then I quit. And mind you, the the my school, my high school was like um five blocks away from my house. From house? From your From home. my house. Yeah, so? No, four blocks. So, I mean, really, you know how you get tired after practice and then you got to wait for your mother to come and pick you up? No, you I can walk, walk home. home. Yeah, sure. Like, my son plays high school baseball. He's on varsity in Cardoza. They just won the city championships. Cardoza Juice School, isn't it? No, it's Cardoza. Is it? That's what they call it? Cardoza Juice School? No, it, it is a Juice School. Is that, no, a, is no. that a graduate school or a law school? Is Cardoza? No, it's, well, it might be. Okay. It might be there, too, but we're talking about Benjamin Cardoza High School. You, go, you have all the like, degenerate references, and I know all the, like, let's say, by the bell, yeah, yeah, where the, the Jewish stuff. lawyers yeah, go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what was my point? I forgot. So you were in basketball freshman year. Oh, yeah, and then I, I, I went and I tried out sophomore year, made it, played uh, in the beginning, and then I quit again. Why, the, why would you do that? If I had to do one thing all over again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't freaking. You weren't gonna quit. go pro or anything, but it would. No, but I, at least I went to. Well, you know what the thing is? I didn't have a dad. I didn't have anybody paying attention to what I was doing. Why not? Where's your dad? 
he was doing his own thing. (laughs) 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 It's so so true, though. What do you mean he's doing his own thing? (laughs) He's doing his own thing. That means he was a man. He was either in prison or he was he was doing something terrible. I know. Listen, I don't know what What he was. He was just gone. I don't know what he was doing. There was a a couple years. You know him now? No, he passed away two years ago. Uh, you would have liked him. He was a funny guy, and he knew a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, for example, here's something you might find fascinating. When he came to this country, he was from Dominican, my father. From the Dominican Republic, he comes here. Really? And he goes to City College, and, and somehow he becomes a communist. Wow. So he starts going to Back all these then. protests and all these underground meetings. I he, I think he might have been involved with the Black Panthers. Like, he was doing like, a, and he became like this radical. And... He got was supposedly was got followed. Like I remember, my earliest memory of my father is do, hanging up posters of Lenin in the sub in the subways. Really, and not John Lennon from the Beatles. Lenin, Vladimir Lenin. Yeah, from like the Bolshevik. Yeah, and I used to he be like the lookout. Yeah, how yeah, big? yeah. How big are the pictures? They were like posters, like bigger than that box. Exactly like the size of that box. Wow. It was a poster. Like Vla- tour poster size. Lenin. Maybe it was for a meeting. I don't know whether they had meetings. Or somewhere. just like the words out. He's got some good ideas. It's just like a picture of Lenin. And you know, there was this whole... I don't know what the hell he was doing. But whatever he was doing, he never... He, he always thought he was blacklisted and blackballed. Yeah. So he couldn't get a job. <laughs> or a decent job anyway. Because he didn't want to? I don't know what the story... I, I get it. Some of that shit, man. When it's like Lenin and stuff. I, look at that book. Look at that red book in the bottom there. Oh, yeah. It's like I read that shit. Yeah, I never, I never ideas read anything. Of Mao, and it's like, oh, you got some good ideas. Yeah, you know what? What I never read anything like that, but I, I, I have a feeling like a lot of who I am is the exact opposite of my father. Yeah, a lot of people are like that, huh? Like I'm a great dad, and there's never one thing I ever promised him that I haven't been there for. But my dad used to tell me he's coming to pick me up at three o'clock, and. Not show up. Show up, show <laughs> up next fall. sitting by the window. <laughs> and my grandparents would be like, why don't you go outside and play with your friends? You know, we'll call you when he comes. I'm like, leave me alone. He's coming, you know. Oh, no. And then he wouldn't come in. Oh, four, three, so four, five hours waiting. <laughs> by the window. I was like, yeah. I, maybe it's time. You, why don't you watch the TV? Shut up. Shut up, Grandma. Don't talk bad about my father. Oh, wow. That's how I was. He'll so. do that for himself. <laughs> He'll handle it. You don't have to talk bad for him. But, uh, you know, he passed. And right before he died, he goes to me, uh, you know, my Yuan Next, which is the name that he cursed. You know, like, not a curse, but that's what he named me. That's like my real name, my Yuan Next. My Yuan Next? Yeah. That's your it's, full it's first the, name? It's Dominican name, yeah. My Yuan Next? It's an Indian name, but my father was That Dominican. whole thing is your name? My Yuan Next, the first name. My Yuan Next. So oh, that's a weird name. He goes to me, I always hated the police, but I loved you. <laughs> I knew you were a cop, I guess. That's right, about when you quit, yeah. Yeah, like... I always hated the police, but I loved you. Wow! He told me when I whenever I see the police, I walk across the street. How do you, well? How did you deal with that when you were a cop, knowing that people hated you? That was that was the hardest part. I think that's why I could never really, uh, you know, embrace the job completely. I just hated that part of it. I hated the part because we're comedians. Yeah. So there's something about our personalities that we share. All comedians. All entertainers in that way. We like to be. We want to be liked. Oh yeah. There's something about the way we raise. There's, there's obviously some people who aren't like a Jerry Seinfeld. To me, he's like you know one of these people who'll tell you he's got no mental problems. He's perfect and he still loves doing comedy. Oh right. For the most part, he wants a lot to be liked of, too. He we, has a desire we have a to desire make to like be him. liked. 
So as a cop, um, and it was something that I didn't think about prior to taking the job, but then once I took the job, and especially when I started doing comedy, that's when I realized, whoa, I can't talk about being a comic, uh, a cop on stage for a couple of reasons. Number one is I don't want the job to know I'm doing this or... Oh, really? Was that a bit No, bad? to tell me to stop doing this. Yeah. Because they have the Why power... Why bring it up? They have the power to tell you to stop. Wow. And I don't want to talk about being a cop because I want people to like me. Were, did you talk about being a cop on stage? For no, a bit? never. Not when I was on the job. Okay. You talk about it now, right? That now, well, that's all I talk about. <laughs> and, and how do you feel? Like when I used to go up in, in black nights and whacked out Wednesdays, when I'd walk to the stage after they introduced me, mm. I could feel the audience's contempt before I'd even touch the mic. I, I never feel like it. that. You didn't feel any of that? Okay. Well, no, no, no. Well, when I started doing the cop stuff, um, I found the good beginning joke to let everybody know I was like, kind of goofy. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was hacky, the choice that I made, but it, it helped me through the transition, which was... Um, you know, everybody, all the co- all the guy. I went back to see all the guys I used. To, so I announced that I'm a cop, and I said I went back to see all the guys I used to work with. And to a man, everybody wants to know what are you doing with yourself now. And I'm like, I started smoking pot again. Yeah. So it's like a way to like, win like the audience yeah. over right away. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, cop, yeah, you're yeah, on our yeah, side yeah, now. Exactly. But I need you know, as you're a comic and you're going into a whole new phase. I needed that little bridge. If I'm going to talk about this, I needed at least a little safety net to let yeah. me get into it that they yeah, think sure. I'm funny. Yeah, that's a technical aspect of comedy that people don't understand. Yeah, but now like, I threw that whole thing out. Now that I'm comfortable with talking about it, and it's not just because the time has passed, but I've also evolved into a person who doesn't give a fuck. Right. And I think I've actually grown to the point where, especially like now with all these, uh, you know, these things that are going on, the Ferguson and, uh, you know, Staten Island. What's Staten Island? The chokehold in Staten oh, Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Um, Garner. Yeah. Eric Garner, I think his name is. Uh, the, uh, that gigantic black guy who was trying yeah, to break up was, the fight. Yeah, that was his, I think, I'm pretty sure that's his name, Eric Garner. With those two things, and then, like, I'm like, I'm not, a, not that I'm not working, I wanted to try to, like, create this bubble for myself, like a bubble where I wasn't involved in any of these things. You know what I'm saying? I lived it, I did it, I just didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to be... Uh, you know, having a like a strong opinion about these things. Let it let it just happen without me. Anything involved with police, but maybe it's because of Facebook. I don't know what it is, but yeah. that's the thing that you know. Like you go on there and then you start seeing your friends' opinions, and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe this person thinks this way." Yeah, you know, I can't, uh, <laughs> like what? Well, uh, whatever. If like you disagree with pigs and well, like yeah. That. If you disagree with me, you're an idiot in my book. So I can't believe I'm like, wow, I can't believe I, this was my. I thought you were my. Look at you. I didn't know you were an idiot. Right. How could you think that way? And that's what we've all become. We've become these people. But if, I, if there's, I'm the type of person, if there's reason, I'll listen to it, and then I might, might change my opinion. But my point is, now that I've retired, I've become more um, of a cop, let's just say. What do you like mean? I'm, Sympathizer? When, when I was a cop and I was working, yeah. if, you if I would have met you at a party and you asked me, what do you do? Yeah. Um, I would have told you I was a comedian. I just didn't want to talk about being a cop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now if you meet me somewhere, even though I'm just doing comedy full-time right now, if you would have met, if you meet me now tonight and you ask me, what do you do? I'd be like, uh, I'm a retired cop. 
Like, I wouldn't even tell you that I was, I'm a comedian. Because it's so annoying. You don't want to yeah, talk to yeah. people about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I'll just tell you I'm a retired cop. Wow. And to me, now I don't mind talking about it. I could talk about it all day. Wow. And I figured, you know, I might as You know, I have various things that I do. I have a podcast. Not, uh, not a podcast. A web series called P.O.'d. Really? Where I interview. It's uh, P.O.'d, like, pissed off. But also police officer? Yeah. It's the, the whole thing behind it is like... Um, Civilians have a million and one places to go complain. Where do cops go? Right here, PO'd. So and that's what? the way the show starts. And so I the- interview a retired a New York City. I had a detective on. I had a oh, sergeant really? on. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I had a lieutenant on. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of times I feel like this. Like, okay, cops, let's just say Ferguson right now. Um, it's either the cop was wrong or, or it was an unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. You know? It's never like the cop is right. Good for him. Nobody takes that side, you know. Even the cop probably himself wasn't like, "Yeah, I did." It. He was probably like, "I wish I hadn't come to that," you know. It's either wrong or not wrong, but it's never like right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. You but know. like, but like, uh, I want to know like the cops themselves should be putting out some like PR shit of like, well, here's what we do good. You should know that we also do this and that. You only hear the stories about when we kill some unarmed person. You should also hear the stories of when we kill somebody fucking shoes. I on think, Christmas and like you know what I mean all that shit like think of how out. much money you would waste in commercials just trying to get the people back you'd have because to though. right people now don't trust cops. right now there's so many it's the the God. internet is bombarded by videos of su- suspected police misconduct and people don't even know what uh, uh, a resisting arrest is there's yeah. such an ignorance Towards like people watch a video. First of all, they don't know it's, whether it's been altered or not. But people watch a video, they and don't know when it starts. like I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a 15 year old kid walking down the street, and for whatever reason, the city cops right here in New York City, they go up to him and they're, they're going to arrest him for something. Yeah, kid starts flailing his arms. He's pushing him away. He doesn't want to get the cuffs on him. And then you read the comments underneath the story and uh, or the or the, the video. And it's like, look at this, police brutality. People don't even un- understand what a police officer's job is, what their function, what the law is. Okay? Well, they all want now, to say police brutality, too. Well, police but, brutality to me is like, he's in the cuffs, in the back of the car, now you're wailing on him, that's here, police brutality. Well, no, that's police brutality. Yeah. Absolutely. Not any time. But here's the thing that people don't yeah. understand. Um, the police have the power to say to, you, to, to say to a civilian, you are under arrest. Your only option at that point when a police officer gives you a lawful order and says, this is legal, you are under arrest, is to comply. Any action physically to the contrary is resisting arrest. If you go, Whether it's just flailing your hands. So if, you just, if you're coming at me, we're this far away, we're uh-huh. seven feet away, six feet away. And I and said, you go, Ari, you're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. And what if I go, if I, go I don't put, come at you, but I put my hands up. I go, whoa, 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 what did yeah, I do? Yeah. Tell me what I did wrong. Then I say, well. That's resisting? That, no. Well, we're, we're almost at that point right now. Because okay, what wow. I'm going to do is, if I. Then you're going to come towards go, that me. That was a burp. Yeah, okay, there you go. Sorry. If I, if I say to you, listen, Ari, put your hands behind your back right now. And you don't. Because I'm not, we're not going to have a debate about this. Right. You are under arrest. I just told you, you're under arrest. We'll talk about it at the precinct. So once you say those words, it's done. You're under it's arrest. Happening. You have to listen to what I say at that point. Legally. So if I say, why? You have to say, what I did wrong. Like, no, I don't. I'm just telling I'm you I'm under arrest. I don't. I'll exactly. charge you later. Exactly. I could tell you right now. Mm-hmm. I could say, Ari, you know what you did? Because that makes for a better situation. But if I just say to you, because for example, let's just say there's a victim around the corner. You just had a fight with your ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
and she's saying you punched her in the face. This doesn't matter what you say to me right now. She made a complaint against you, and I could believe you, right. but I have to arrest you. Okay, but okay, but let's say this. But let's say based you, on her complaint. Right. But if there's a way to get out of it, like let's say you come in, like Ari, you're under arrest, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, why? And you go because yeah. you beat that girl. I was like, oh no, no, that's my friend Ari. That's a different Ari. You've got the wrong guy. It's him. Can oh, you unarrest well, me right there? Oh, yeah, say, okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I mean, if I put the cuffs on you at that point, I'd have to do uh, avoided arrest. Like if we find out that this happens too, you like you offer somebody's complaint. You got a victim. He just got mm-hmm. robbed. This happened to me. Mm-hmm. A real case. A boy comes in. He says he got robbed. So I said, where? And he tells me where. And I said, would you be able to recognize the person? Yeah. We get in the car. I put him in the back seat. Me and my partner drive around. And we're driving around to that block, driving around that area. Looking. There's a kid coming out of the projects. He goes, that's him right there. I said, are you sure? He goes, that's him. So we bang a U-turn and we come up with this. Because... I was smart when I did my police work. So we came up with this strategy where I, put my, I positioned myself behind the van and I waited for him to come to me. Then I came out from behind the van and I, and I put him against the wall. Yeah, and why I just, chase him? I just cuffed him right away. Cuffed him, not one word. Police, you're under arrest. That's it. Cuffed him, threw him, back in, I threw him in the back of another car. We bring him to the precinct. This kid right now has no clue what's going on. Not a freaking clue. So now that he's in the precinct uh, and I got him in the, in the room there, I start asking him, where were you, what you were doing, you know? Yeah. And he says, I just came home from school. I was on a school trip. Really? Where? Who, who were you with? I was with my principal. So I said, give me your number. He gives me a number. I call up. I verify that he was with his principal on a school trip at the time that this robbery supposedly took place. Yeah. It wasn't the kid. Just let him go. Well, I had to, I had to do avoided arrest. What's that? What's avoided arrest? Well, it's a whole form that you have to fill out. It's know? annoying. It's not. It's not that it's annoying. I mean, I, the point is, you don't want to arrest the wrong person. Well, no. Why? Why don't you want to arrest the wrong person? Yeah. Because you don't want a person going to jail if they didn't do it. So it's. But the only reason you don't want to is because you'll make them feel bad. There's no repercussions for you for arresting the wrong person. There's a repercussion if I if I wrongly if I if for example if this information became you know I was privy to this information and I still put him through the system, that's a problem. I, I should once you know yeah yeah. But like, what's to stop you from just going okay that guy sure I'll arrest him and then messing up this guy's day misses a well, job you have interview. to have a victim. Yeah, you have to have a reason. You know so what I'm saying because with this victim there. So when you fill out the form, and not only that, but we this happened within. Um, like let's say 10 minutes but when you fill out an avoided arrest form do you have to state the reason why you thought you should have absolutely it was based on the and the 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 what my story would be based on this on ari's statement i arrested so and so ari said that that's the person who robbed me so i arrested him upon further investigation i found out that so and so wasn't there at that and this is verified through so and so a witness who was with them at the time Arrest, uh, avoid arrest. That's it. Right. And then what do you do? Drop him back home? Nah, well, you could. That would be a nice thing to do. Or say, You're not yeah, obligated you to do that. Here. But sometimes people don't want anything to do with the police after that, ever. Right. They're like, nah, 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 I'll get out of here. I'm, I'm, they're going, they're free. They're like, I'm, it's okay, I'll get home on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? system here, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Do you ever see anybody abusing it? Abusing what? 
there's a certain power that comes. Here's what I was talking about today with somebody. You know how kids, well, you have kids. Yeah. Especially when they're like, you got boys, you got a boy. I have a boy. When yeah, they're four, five, six, they try to get over on you. You know? I guess some kids. My, my son never tried to. Or they'll do stuff. They'll, they'll kick their brother and go, what? I didn't do anything. Or or they'll just they'll steal something. Off, and they're like, I didn't take any extra food or whatever uh-huh. it is or chocolate. Or, uh-huh. They just do things where they t- And if you don't punish them, they'll do it again. And yeah. They'll do it again and again. And they'll just become terrible children. That's why those rich kids are always the worst because their parents aren't around to ever punish them. Yeah. You know? So they get become horrible. But when when... When a cop, let's just say, walks the line or comes close to like doing something, it's like, eh, I shouldn't have done that. If there's no repercussions for him, I would become, I'd do it again. I would do it again. And I would, I would do it again. I would go a little further, a little further. I'm saying, did you see any abuse? Of I like- was fortunate. And, and I know it sounds like a bullshit thing to say, but it's the truth. Um, I was fortunate enough that through my 20 years of career, it was like somebody like had an, had an angel on my shoulder that I never was... Uh, eyewitness or had you to never work saw with saw anybody just I never was some with, money instead of like I never saw anybody do anything that would be considered illegal you know any cop yeah like uh, you're uh, beating on a prisoner or something like that I was just lucky and it's just pure luck man because the truth is how much do you think it was going on if you work it depends on where you work right like you know if you work in a command where this kind of stuff is going on um, you know, like let's say you're in your command, and you know somebody that prisoners are getting tuned up in there all yeah. the time. They got got you know, and it's just a thing. It's like, is it how like, the fuck sir, do I get out? How do I get out of here? I don't want to be here. Is it like the where there's a, just an atmosphere of that in certain in certain precincts and not others or certain um, what are they called the, units? What are they just, called? What's each? You know what? It's a personality thing. You could work. You could come to work in a precinct and you do a four to twelve, and on the four to twelve is, you know, it's a regular sectors. It's you know two partners, and and you got four or five sectors, and yeah. those are these guys that work together every single night. What's and a all sector? The, well, it's a certain area. How big? Um, it depends on how big the precinct is. Average. It could be a twenty block radius, okay. a thirty block radius, a mile. Okay. So you if know, you if you have if you're in the precinct, precinct is each station. That's a precinct. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There's, okay. there's precincts cover a certain uh, geographical and area. one station per precinct, one precinct per area, and then one building, I mean, one actual place where they. Yeah, all but go then to you in. might have some housing there. If there's okay. a train there, you might have transit cops. So, there. like the one across from Big J's place, which is like a block from here, on Fifth. I think that's a. I think that's a housing thing. It's a housing thing. I think. Well, no, maybe they put a precinct there now. It used to be a housing thing. They've arrested people. They've taken people in there. Well, they still. I mean, but no, like no, far- no, no, housing police. Oh, they do the housing police. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. if you were, they arrested that guy there that uh, beat up that Asian guy. Did you see him? That gigantic black guy. Did you see the video of that? Yeah. Like two months ago, just beat to death this Asian guy. Well, that's funny that they you took him there. He, but, wait, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, what did he use? He beat him with his hands? Yeah. That's the funniest thing about Ferguson, that everybody says the same thing. They always say, um, unarmed. You can kill somebody with your, with your bare hands. It happens all the time, you know? So uh, I think we have to wait and see what happens and what kind of, you know, what the story is. Because right now, we heard so many different things. I'll tell you what happened to me today. Yeah. Somebody, it's on one of these uh, police uh, Facebook sites, pages, 
somebody had posted up a picture of the guy. Uh, I think he's the the officer that shot and killed Brown, Michael Brown. Yeah, Darren Wilson. I think is his name. Somebody had posted up a picture of him in the hospital with his broken um, eye socket. Eye socket. Yeah. And it was a bad, it was a violent picture, but something in me said this doesn't look like the guy that I had seen that originally was Derek Wilson. But then that picture was like him walking out of his house or something like that. It was a kind of sort of blurry. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is the way the guy looks. Yeah. So I just shared the picture. Like I just, I didn't write a post because the the words so on, here's the a words of on the picture. No, well the words were. This is what it looks like when your eye socket is broken. It's something like learn the facts of the story, this, that, and the other. So I just shared it. And then I get an inbox telling me that's a bad picture. That's not him. So then I deleted it like as fast as I could. And then I was like, fuck, I got caught again because there's so much misinformation out yeah. there. And there's people who are doing this. Uh, and you know what you think of like uh, you know, conspiracy theories just to rile people up and just to keep the flames going. I don't understand what the motive of it. I mean, to me, to prove their point, right? People want to win the argument over over um, over knowing what's the right facts. And wrong. Yeah, yeah. So then they want to be right. If you got over- a cop who's disseminating this information, sharing it, he doesn't know, and then other people are are seeing him and sharing it too. You know, yeah. That everyone suddenly believes that this is the way. Yeah, it is. it's like what the fuck, and that's the second time that's happened to me. They had one picture of him holding a gun, Michael Brown, with cash in his mouth. Is that him? No, that's not the picture. The boys, the the guy was uh, supposed the guys was in the hospital Ooh, bed. A lot of pictures of broken eye sockets. They don't look good. Oh, look at that girl. Anyway, yeah. All I know is, I don't know anything. That's what it, you know. This this one particular case, for some reason, you can't get any like real information. Real information. On it, well, I, I was at, I was at Ron and Fez, and this was this was a uh, um, a week afterwards. I mean, this is the middle of the riot, a week and a half uh-huh. afterwards, and they uh-huh. said um, Missouri, whatever the uh, Ferguson police now sh- uh, sh- finally share the the, the uh, accounts of the cop, and I'm like, why would you wait a week and a half before saying here's what happened from my point of view? Well, they don't have to. They don't have to, but there's fucking riots. Just say what happened. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, there are certain like um, there's certain rules that they have, law enforcement, and they take it. They take advantage of them, either for the good or the bad, because sometimes in hindsight, it doesn't make any sense. Did not sustain fracture, but did have swollen face. CNN contradicts Fox sources claiming. That's the thing too. You have so many different sources that have I know, agendas. I know. All First, it was a broken now. eye socket. Uh, broken eye socket. Now it's swelling to the face, but swelling. no broken eye socket. It's a pretty big difference. Yeah. So, like, that Fox News and CNN are two reputable sources. Supposed to be. Yeah. How do they have vastly different ideas on that? And it's based off of one person's of words the that they consider a reputable. Yeah. And so that everybody spreads that, and that becomes the truth. Like, so-and-so is reputable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> based on what? Based on, yeah, based Does on he what? lose his reputation after this? Well, this that's what reputable out. means. The, and they're supposed to have lost their reputation by now. The mainstream no, but I'm just saying, should have lost their reputation by now as caring only the truth. But it's so, they still have it. They still have that <sighs> reputation. And I don't know why. They keep lying about the truth. Because there's so many people, parties manipulating it, I think. 
So then they know? shouldn't be the source because look, to. look yeah. at for example, Obama sends three federal uh, aides to this guy Michael Brown's funeral. Supposedly, mm-hmm. I don't know whether they ever showed up. I don't even know if he had his funeral. To tell you the truth, yeah. But the three federal aides now. The federal government getting involved in a, a shooting, it, it never happens. That's crazy. It yeah. never happens. And then to send the, the last time uh, the president of the United States sent an aide or showed up himself or a representative from the White House or showed up himself yeah. at a police officer's funeral that line, died in the line of duty is, you know when? Never. Mm. And do you know how many police officers have died in the line of duty? Do you know how many times the president has showed up for the death of generals, uh, military? Never. Never. Look at the one who just died. He was the last of the Vietnam generals. Really? Or one of the best Vietnam generals. He didn't go to his funeral, but yet you're you're sending a representative for the government to Michael Brown's funeral? So, do you see, like, to me, you got to ask yourself... Was that, am I going to take that at face value or am I going to take a bird's eye view and think, are we creating a distraction right now to, to, to get away from something else? Like what? Like if everybody's so pissed off, like let's say my, my side, which is the cop side, mm-hmm. is pissed That's off right. that the federal government is sending aids. I might not be paying attention to what they're doing in Israel and Palestine and Syria Yemen. and what the Russians are doing. Yeah. We're so caught up in Ferguson that nobody's even noticing. Do you know they just beheaded another freaking dude yesterday? Yeah, but I another don't think, journalist. Yeah, that's a weird thing. We're like, we're and now, go now we got now we got to do something. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's two people. I know you saw the murders of two people, but there's been thousands killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just two people. Why are we going to war now? Oh, because you wanted to go to war there before and you weren't able to, so now you're going to go to war on the other side. That's a crazy thing. They want us to go to war with Syria against the Syrian regime that's there now. So we got to overthrow them, everybody. They're too evil. They're too evil. We can't allow them to stay in power. And now, a year later, <laughs> we're like, guys, we got to go to war with Syria. We got to help these Syrian people that are in power right now. We're like, it's the same people. We got to go to war for them now? We had to go to war against them a year ago. Yeah, yeah. But now this other group, two murders, and. We've got to go to war. ISIS. It seems like you want to go to war in Syria. It seems like you really want a military presence there, no matter what. That's what it really seems like. Well, I the, hadn't heard of ISIS three months ago. And well, what now happened? they're so evil, we have to go to war to help the people that we almost went to war to overthrow. But what happened? We decided we were going to back out of Afghanistan, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to, trying to like do this uh, just touchy-feely in the Middle East. We don't want to get involved into nothing. But they want you to play. They want you to be part of it because otherwise they can't manipulate us. Right. They're trying to guide us in a certain direction so they can do something to us. But if we're not going to play, if we're going to just let them do whatever they want. Then they will. It, it, then they will. They make come with an explanation. Well, they're gonna they're gonna kill. They're, what they're doing right now is they're baiting us into a war by killing these gen, these journalists, you know. And by you know, who do you think sends the pictures of them diving? But into- it's like who's killing the journalists? I, ISIS. I didn't hear of them three months ago. I had never heard that term, and now, even though nothing's happened here, there's nothing we should do other than go to the depths of hell. I think that's what Biden said to make sure they're all dead. 
man, I'm not buying their stories anymore. Maybe it's the 30 straight years of lying, but I'm just not buying their stories anymore. Anyway, let's get back to Man Cop because this, this is not what I want to talk about. All right. Did you ever get offered bribes? No. Never. 20 years. You know what? Now Fucking once, bullshit, man. That I tell you, man. Maybe it was because. What would you have done, you think? Listen, I'll, I'll explain to you police work. Okay. Okay. There's a number that you got to come up with every single month that shows you're playing along, that you're doing your job. What do you mean? Let's say you wherever you work, mm-hmm. you got to come up with a certain number. Either it's a certain amount of summonses or it's a certain amount of arrests. Then you have people in every precinct that they're going to do that because you got to play ball. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I got to make one arrest a month and give out a book of summonses, that's what I'm going to do. Everybody's on board, good. That's what we're doing. Right. That's what the boss wants. We're going to do it. Now, if I catch somebody in the middle of a robbery, perfect. He deserves an arrest. No, well, then you're going to make the arrest. But then there are people who go above and beyond. Those people who usually go above and beyond, they're always looking for a collar. They want to move up. They want to be a shining star. They're looking to make, you know, they love police work. Yeah. There's a bunch of those people, too. And those people are usually the ones that are pulling over the cars and finding, you know, a car full of, uh, a trunk full of money or drugs, whatever. For me to do it, it would have been hard. When I was making arrests uh, uh, with cars, I was in the drunk driving unit, and that lasted for about a year. Okay. When I was a rookie. Drunk driving unit. Yeah, DW. Had look, had it was called DWI, swerving. yeah. Back then, it was the early. Set up checkpoints? The 90s, yeah. Garbage like that? Yeah. Back then, it, you used to have to blow over a one. Wow, really? Point yeah. One. No, but we used to, we wouldn't take them unless they were like a three or four, because uh, one one point four because oh. they got two hours. You got two hours to bring them to get officially tested, and it won't be. And then if they're not Over still drunk, then you got to cut them loose. So if you get somebody and he's a one point or he's a one point one, one point two, in those two hours they could drop. You know what I'm saying? So you take a uh, I take a one four. Sometimes you get them a one eight, one seven. That's a freaking wow. We sat in the van once one night and we drank and we were testing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think I got at one point three. And how how much did you I drink to get to that? Freaking hammered, bombed. I wouldn't have driven. Like that was the whole thing. We were we just wanted to see how how yeah how like get you there. Wh- how like when will we would not drive. And I remember, like, at 1.3, I was like, I wouldn't drive like this. I'm too fucked up. But at 1.3? Yeah. Not at (laughs) 1.1? No, not at 1.4, which is what we used to take. Wow. You take, like, a... It was... But you used to have to ask questions, too. Like, when was the last drink that you had? So what would that do? Because sometimes... Well, because sometimes if I just had a drink right now... It could still be on your breath. So I'd say, sit in your car, and I'd test you again in 15 minutes with a clean straw. And then it would go down? Well, I would see. Are you, sta- are you stabilized? Because if, you know, 15, 20 minutes or a half hour later, if you're still at 1.2, you're a blood. solid 1.2. Right. It's not just that you had alcohol in your breath from just doing a shot. Oh, that would affect it? If you it just would, yeah, shot, yeah. It would go it would. higher it than, could, yeah, than if you yeah, let the shot yeah, go yeah, in. Absolutely. It well, it's, the, it's tasting alcohol. That's what it's doing. Oh. You know? So, so yeah. So never a bribe. No. No, no. The people that usually run into that kind of stuff are the active guys. Yeah, the guys who go out of their way to try to make it. Well, they, they, you know, they, they, they want to be. They, they do those guys play go cop. too far? Do they go? Do they have to like? Do they have to like uh, do those avoided arrests things a lot more? No, most of those guys. Uh, 
most of those guys, when you're looking, you're not yeah. relying on a victim statement. Uh, Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's amazing how looking will change. Do, were you able? Okay, so like Joey Diaz and I went to we're in Philadelphia once, just walking around, uh, maybe taking a cab. I forget. And he goes, yeah, "See that right there, Cokedale." And I was like, "What? Where?" Uh-huh. People I was looking at. I was looking uh-huh. at the same thing he was looking at. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even notice." Uh-huh. Did your eyes change for illegal activity? Like, did you start? Well, absolutely. There's, you know, you get, I call them cop eyes. Cop eyes. First of all, when you have cop eyes, you look right at people directly. So, perps. You know, people who are real criminals. Yeah. Uh, they know who the cops are even when they're off duty because it's just look. something about looking somebody right in the eye. Yeah. You know, two things. Either you're another gangster or a player or you're a cop. And depending on which way you look, do you look like a cop or do you look like a gangster? Do they tell you to look in people's eyes? No, it just happens. Yeah. You like to know. You're not going to walk in the room. You're a cop. You got to know everything that's going on. You're not going to look down on the ground. As soon as you walk in, you're going to look at everybody in the, right in the face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like picture you walking into like a subway. You're walking from one train to the other. When you walk into the next thing, you know, like you're patrolling. Yeah. Or you're walking on a corner spinning your stick. Yeah. Like the old school movies. Your yeah, night I stick. love those. Those are Irish cops. Yeah, what do yeah. you do? You're walking down the street, flat foot. And you're looking at people's eyes. You see that? You know, because you probably know everybody. And they're like, who's this guy? What are you doing here? I've never yeah. seen you before. Did you, you, know? did you feel threatened when you walked into places? Did you feel like that? Like, oh, I got to make sure no, there's nobody has a gun. Nobody has a knife. Nobody's going to do anything to me. Were you like worried about those things? Or did you feel more invincible or no effect? Well, you got to be with that, with the uh, looking around and looking people in the face and your surroundings. You start to get a sixth sense for, you know, a place or a situation that, you know, is not kosher. You right. know, it's like just by the way they look at you. Sometimes you'd go into like a deli, a bodega in uniform. You yeah. know, I want to get a pack of smokes, whatever. And then you just look around. And you say, oh, these guys, they got something here. Because you see them. They got a joke of poker or they got a back room when they're gambling. Something. Because you just tell their behavior's a little off. Well, everybody, hey, officer, go with that. You know, it's just weird. You know, they, you know, they just, they're very aware that, yeah. you know, you're in there. You're in there. What? Nothing? What are you? I mean, hi. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So usually in a place like that, you'd get the cigarettes for free, which was great. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get a lot of free shit, like coffee and donuts and stuff? We got a, yeah, well. I worked at a time when I first got on, it was the last of the um, Mohicans, let's just say. Like, it was a different job. You know, now I would assume that every cop pays for every freaking meal. Why? Because they're price. all on the, uh, on like being, being watched all the time. Nah, it's just because that's just the way people are now. If you own the business, do you know what I'm saying? And you didn't have to take care of cops' food, you'd rather not because well, they, they can it. pay for it. Yeah, I'm going to make But there money. was a time. I thought you were supposed to let cops in free because, like, well, then they'll protect the place more. Well, that that's one way of looking at it. But now what? It's just like people like that, though. People like having, you know, cops come through their place. If a cop Especially, is sitting at an Italian restaurant eating dinner, nothing's going to happen while they're eating dinner. Well, at least. Think of this. Think you have, you have a 24-hour diner. Go ahead. Yeah. Let it, oh, let it well, go. Left to left. Let's say you got a 24-hour diner. Yeah. The cops that come by there for you know for coffee or whatever, you could either take care of them, and they'll be coming all day, which is nice. And it, yeah, or you cannot take care of them, 
and then they'll go to another diner. And they'll come once every two weeks. And they, they won't. The only person, the only people that would go there are like the people who are from another precinct right. that don't know any better. But if I'm a, if I'm a degen and I see and I'm going to rob you and I know that this place cops show up every hour or so, I'm just not even going to risk it. You might not know that, but they right. will. Right. You know that, but that's what you want. You know. Yeah. You want. Yeah. Plus, for coffee, it's like yeah, sure, take some. Well, what they would do is a lot of play like two cops talk. They're like, "Hey, man, how's this place?" You know, they're talking about. Um, oh, they all talk to each other about a place to eat. How's that? How's that place? If the guy goes, they're good. He doesn't mean about the food. It means they'll hook you up. The, the food's on the arm, which is you know for free. On the but arm. if they go, oh, you know, it's a uh, full boat means nothing. They don't do nothing for you. Full boat means full boat means they don't do nothing for you. And that's all it comes down to. It's never like the place is delicious, but full boat. Yeah, exactly. That would be the the word. Yeah, great food, but it's full boat. Or <laughs> they go halfway, so that means you're paying half, you know, half price. Right. But I, I don't really think those conversations take place anymore because even at the end of like you know when I was working, I came on like in a transition of the job. Yeah. Like by the time I was done working, there was I would I couldn't even tell you any place that could do anything for you at all. Really. Yeah, because you were paying for everything. But then again, oh. I was a detective and I was in plain clothes. Um, All right, so you got you less. Yeah, uniform way. is different. Did you when you pulled out when you were in plain clothes and you pulled out your badge? Did you see people's behavior change around you? Well, if I pulled out my badge and I'm in plain clothes, of course they're going to change because I pulled it out at you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was like a group of guys talking. They're like, "Hey, guys, can I talk to you for a second? And you pull out your badge. Oh yeah, everything changes. It's, a, it's you're a, an authority figure. Can I have another beer? Absolutely. Let me get you. one. Hey, you become a different person. Yeah. You pull out that badge, man. Um, it's a, <laughs> it's a totally different feeling. It's something that you know you you'd have to. To get the full effect, yeah, you'd probably have to do it once. It's it's um, it could be or- orgasmic actually. Really? Yeah, it's that fucked the up. The power. Yeah, it is. You ever hear Bill Burr's bit about having the pit bull? And he goes, you know, I used to like, yeah, dogs. Who cares? But he goes, man, I walked down the street with that pit bull. When you see people crossing the street yeah. to get away, it's just, it's a good feeling. Uh-huh. Them knowing like, well, I don't even want to mess with them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yeah, is but it what- you mentioned about the you know when um. Like if you're going to talk to a group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you come over and when you do that thing where you pull out the you pull your bag and you show it to them, it's you just you just reminded me. It's like the best feeling in the whole world. <laughs> Cuz people like bug out, you know, like they could either try to split, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going to happen. Somebody be like, "All right, I got to go." I'm like, "No, no, come over here. Get over here." <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you know, we could be cool, but there's a reason why you're gonna you're gonna ask some questions right now. Yeah, you know, and it could just be like, listen, did you hear anything about the shooting last night? I just happened to be walking down the street, you know, interviewing everybody on the block. So if I see a group of guys, you could just be like hanging out in front of your house and be like, hey man, what's up? How are you? And I show you my my shield. Yeah. You'd be like, how could I help you, officer? I was like, listen, there was a shooting on the corner yesterday. I just wanted to see if you heard anything. No, I was at work. All right, do you mind if I have your name and I just write you down? We take care of you. Which apartment you live in, whatever. So I shows well, what I, I spoke to you, whatever. That's what we do. We do a canvas. We canvas. Right. So they weren't even in trouble. They're just like, hey, guys. No, no, no. But it's still, whenever you do it, you never get tired of doing it. They changed. Yeah. One time I had a, 
I used to work in the Warren Squad, which was the coolest place to ever work because you get to hunt humans. What's the Warren Squad? What does that mean? Well, if you don't go back to court, the judge issues a warrant for your arrest. The warrant Squad. So now, oh. if I was de- if you were a detective in the Warren Squad, which I was, you get to go hunt these people down and bring them back to justice. Hunt them down. Yeah, find man, them. it's freaking great. It's 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 the best work you can do because you're not attached to that body forever either. Because what happens is when um, when you make an arrest, people don't understand this. You just don't like make the arrest and then like, you know, yeah. bring the guy somewhere and he disappears. You're stuck with that guy for like 10, 12 hours. But with a warrant, you could just bring him to court and get rid of him. So you get an arrest. And, and you plus, don't have to prove anything. You're just like, I just No, no, him. it's based off the court. Right. Someone else got all the information on him and, and the evidence. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So when, one time I was picking up this guy. In a, well, I went to look for this guy in a warrant. And the first stop I did, I made the uh, – it was a gay guy, an older guy. And he says, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. And he used, to, uh, he used to steal from me off my credit cards. And then I had enough, you know. So he made a police he, – he, he had the guy arrested. Okay. The guy's a hustler. Do you know what I mean by hustler? What do you mean? No. He's a gay guy that hustles Prostitute? other gay guys. Like he's a, he's a, What do you mean by hustle? He's Steal a, from? Yeah, yeah. He's a young guy. Um, a young, good-looking... This. Oh, really? Yeah. You just push that thing in. Push it in? Yeah. Just, just, you're allowed to do this now, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just vapor. Oh, that's yeah, great. It comes out when you're like... That's great. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, yeah. Volcano, man. I guess this podcast is sponsored by the Volcano. Vaporizer now. And Hogarden. This podcast brought to you by Hogarden and the Volcano Vaporizer. Two quality inebriates. Um, that was a big pull. Yeah, that? that was a lot. That and not, not, not harsh in the throat, Nothing. right? Beautiful. No coffin. God bless you. God Where'd you get America. that thing? I'm from the internet. Okay, no, okay. actually from a store in Long Island. How much was it? Six hundred dollars. <laughs> it's a little much to spend on a on a on a habit like that, but I was doing it so much. Yeah, but it's good, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you got the if if I had the money, that's what I'd spend it on. You know. For a while, I was like, no way will I ever have the money. And then I had the money. I was like, yeah. I'll do it. Did any? Uh, did you get tested as a cop when you were a cop? Yeah, you did. Oh, so you really couldn't. So how do in the in the movies? How do they get away with like snorting shit and stuff? They don't. If you if you if you're in the, <laughs> if you work in narcotics, yeah, and you have to, they'll <laughs> they'll allow that. <clears throat> they avoid <clears throat> doing drugs for <clears throat> as long as possible. But if you are in a situation where you have to sample something, then as soon as you do, you have to let the job know, and then they take you out of circulation. They take you out? Well, they'll take you right to the hospital. You know, and they'll. <laughs> if you had some weed, they'll take you to the hospital. Well, let's say if, if I'm doing, if I'm working on a drug arrest, right, and I'm busting you for the volcano, right? Yeah. And uh, you think I'm a cop. And yeah. like, dude, you're a fucking cop. I'm like, I'm not a cop, man. Oh, yeah. I just want to buy a volcano. Yeah. You know? So at some point, you know, like, you smoke it or I'll fucking shoot you in the head. So I, guess, I guess I'll smoke it, guys. So then you smoke it. Yeah. And then be like, all right, I guess he's not a cop. Whatever. Here goes your, your kilo or your pound of weed. All right, all right, I'll call you next week. And then as soon as you leave, you know, you got to know, you'll be like, hey, listen, man, not only 
you know, did I get the key? We could bust him, but he also made me smoke. So they'll make you go to the hospital. They'll check you out, make sure you're okay. And then you'll be out of work for a couple of days. You can't keep you going. You can't be like, I'll see you tomorrow to the, to the nah, nah. perps. Nah. Did you? They want to avoid people like, you know, <laughs> just going on these things and just doing drugs all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Was there any sense of... I wanted to tell you about the Warren guy. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So the gay guy... So the gay guy tells me which bar this guy hangs out in. Yeah. The gay guy who got robbed by the hustler mm-hmm. that I had the warrant for. So he goes, oh, you might catch him at this bar or this bar. So I go to both those bars. And one of the bars, I spoke to the bartender. I showed him the picture. He said he knows the guy. He's not here right now. But I gave him my card. I said, when he comes back in, let me know. Later on that afternoon, I get a call from the bar. He's here now. So me and my partner, we fly back to the bar, and now I go inside the bar. And, you know, I'm probably wearing like um, like probably some type of football jersey or baseball jersey with my vest underneath and a shield underneath that, the way yeah. freaking every single cop does in New York yeah. City. Oh, yeah, baseball jersey. I saw yeah. them coming up. You know that subway stop by the cellar? Yeah. So I saw some, like, Pakistani kid, like 20 maybe, running up the steps, and some older, also Pakistani type kid, guy, like, like, like um, 50, running behind him. And as they were running, I saw them coming from behind me. And I was like, and then I saw they're both kind of smiling. So I was like, oh, they're playfully chasing. But they're running pretty fast. You know, I'm moving by people. And then as they come up the steps, as, as the older man comes up behind him, like 10 steps behind him, nine guys in fucking football jerseys run up too. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they all have their hands on their sides. And I'm like, what? And he goes, and then one of them goes, was that, was that friendly to the old guy? He goes, oh, what? Yeah. No, that's just my buddy. And he goes, they're like, oh, okay. And their guns are all like, not out, but like you can see them. Mm-hmm. But all football jerseys and regular regular gear. Oh, so they thought they were play fighting or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And like, oh, all right, it's nothing. But yeah, they showed themselves. All those undercover guys are like, oh, you guys are all here all the time. That made me feel safer. I was like, cool. so when I uh, yeah, so, so when I go up to the guy in the bar with your now, jersey on, Jets with my jersey, jersey on, yeah. I, I tap him on the shoulder and he turns around and he gets all gay on me. He's like, oh my god, like he's just looking me right in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to your listeners, whoever listens to this thing, they pro- you probably can't tell uh, if you look up my name, but I'm very handsome. <laughs> you ain't that handsome. <laughs> I'm handsome. Ask the, ask the people who listen to this freaking thing. You're just all right. Ask them. You yeah, put them up. Put them up to it. I guarantee you. All right. I'll put a picture of you up. Go ahead. I'll put a good picture of yes. you up. You tell me yes. what picture you yes. want me to put of you up. Just use my Facebook picture. Okay. You think you're how handsome do you think you are? One to ten. No, it's not that I think it, but this is what I get people tell me all the time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is this. So when I told the you're gay a New guy, York seven. When I no way. Yeah. I'm, I'm a nine, bro. No way. Six foot four. So that helps. All right, that helps. I didn't think about that. I'm just looking at the face. You were right. so not gay, by the way. <laughs> you just proved to me that you were not gay. Because they called you in New York City. You can't even appreciate a good looking man. <laughs> Do you know how many men appreciate a good You can't. You're so Michael not. Michael Costa's a good looking man. No, he is. Michael Costa's a, a New York. All right, he's so he's New your York, type. He's a New York nine. He's, he's, he's basically ah, your type. type. That's all you're up. saying. <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah. He's so, okay. The, that's your type. All right, you're you're a rugged good looks. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so Fuck when you. I go up to the gay yeah. guy in the bar, and I, I as soon as he turns around and he goes, "Hey, how are you?" Like he looks me right in the eye. Yeah. I take out my shield from underneath my my jersey, and I show him to him. I show it to him. Yeah. And I said, "Listen, you could come with me either way. Either you can walk out with me, or I'm going to drag you out. But you got to come with me. You hear me? You're in the rest." So he was like, all right. So then he comes out of the bar. 
so we don't make a scene. And then I cuffed him once we got outside. You do but, that for him? Like, I'm not going to do this in front of your friends. Let's go, let's yeah, go exactly. Why not? Okay. Why yeah. would you want to make a scene in there? Yeah. So. Oh, right. We put him in the, we put him in the, like, in the bar, completely gay. On the ride down, when we're driving down to bring him back to court. Yeah. Uh, checking out every chick that walks down the street. Oh, look at her. Wow. She, but not, I'm not talking about like, check her out like, you know, the way a gay guy would say, trying to be cool with guys. He wasn't trying to hustle no, you? No, no. He was like, yo, check out the titty. Look at the titties on her. Yeah. So now he just became a different person. In the bar, he was completely gay. Now, we're in the car and he's like a dude. Yeah. You know, and then we get to Central Booking. Yeah. And uh, we're in line right now. And I don't know. Somebody looked at him or whatever. So he's like, yo, what the fuck are you? you don't look at me. I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. Like he just got became even a different person now. Now he became like this thug. What? He's like, yo, I'll fucking kill you right now. I don't give a fuck if I'm with a cop. That's what he was saying like right in front of me to this other guy. He just happened. Don't look at me. I'll fucking kill you. Like I was like, what? I was like, calm down. Calm down. Relax. Relax. We don't want to make up. You're, you're going to be in and out of here. You don't want to start no shit right now. I'm telling this guy to calm down. Yeah. But that guy became three different people. Wow. In one arrest. Wow. One of the most interesting people that I ever met was that fucking dude. What happened to him? Do you know? I don't know. You're out once you're out. Yeah, once, once you drop I drop him off, off yeah, like, I'm done. I don't give a fuck. Warrant Squad sounds fun. You have to track people down and... It's the best of both worlds because you get to do the, you get to do the playing cop. Do they have a run? Hunting. You get to do, but you're not stuck with them. Right. The reason what sucks about making an arrest most of the time is that you're stuck with this person now for 14 hours. And you got to go to the trial later. Yeah, it never ends with the with the warrants. You get the best of both. Do you ever get any running? Yeah, one time we had this guy. He ran away from us. Yeah. And it was a horror show. Why? My my part. Uh, this guy that I work with, he, you know. The, the kid murdered somebody. Yeah, in uh, in Harlem. So I, you know, you, he needed a ride downtown. I'm just coming into work now. I don't know. I know it's a homicide. I know he made the collar. But now it's like nine o'clock. He's like, I need somebody to give me a ride downtown. So it was like either me or this other detective, uh, female that I know that he didn't care for her. So I was like, All right, I'll go with you. But you know, I don't really want to go. Who was this guy? The guy who had to go? No, make this guy arrest. that I work with. Oh yeah. And the freaking, his perp took off on us. We were looking for the car and, you know, we're walking down the street and the kid takes off. He's like, I think he was like 18 years old, this kid, mm-hmm. six feet, 160 pounds. You have beautiful. the belly you have now? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. The <laughs> yeah. fastest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Took gazelle. off, rear cuffed. What? Rear cuffed. His hands behind his back? Yes. Sprinted. He got so far so quick. I knew in my, in my head, there's no way. You can ever catch this guy, <laughs> ever. And at that point, that's like the scariest thought in your head because you're going to be on the cover of the newspaper the next day. Oh, you're going to be on because it's New York's dumbest. Oh, you just lost a murderer in Harlem. Oh, you know. But luckily, the guy that I was with put it over the radio, and it just happened to be a, a car coming in. They're going coming in for meal, and. Uh, they saw the kid running rear cuffs, so they just chased after him and they caught him. Oh wow! This All kid right. had like uh, he had a whole block lead on us in about under third stride by a whole block. Under what stride? In his third stride. Oh really? He had a half. Were you looking at what? Oh, he's gone. He was gone. <laughs> so fast. I never seen anything that fast in my life. I know. De- oh, I can just see the defeat. All of a sudden, like, and I blew no my hamstring out. 
Really? In my third strike. So it was like, and then they had the video of it. So, they, you know, I was, out, I was out of work for a while because, you know, this, I, I tore my hamstring. Are you allowed to film cops or not? Yeah, absolutely. You are? Yeah. I mean, until they say you can't. Once they no, say don't film me, you have to stop? No, 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 no. There's no cops can't tell you to stop filming. Yeah? Put the camera away? No, I, it's, I, I'm sure they're, they're, try, they're probably trying to figure out something in the law right now. You know, when... But oh, they always try to do that. Put put bills that say you can't film cops. They're trying to protect us. Like, no, yeah, no, so? but I, I never seen it. As far as I know... People got arrested for filming cops before because they said it's illegally uh, recording their audio, too. I, I don't know. Their consent. As far as I know, you're allowed to film law enforcement. That's why I think the job really needs to, you know, mature and evolve. What do you think? Well, yeah, what, I was going to ask you this. What I do you think, think cop, I think you have to get used to... to be, I think you have to treat your job right now as in law enforcement as if you were in a reality series. Right. And every time you leave the precinct, the cameras are on you. If you had that attitude yeah. when you left the station house, you'd probably... Um, that attitude plus a good knowledge of what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, you would never have to worry. Do a lot of cops not have that knowledge? Um, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously when some guy goes, you can't tape or they're putting their hand in front of the camera... They, do, they think they're right. Yeah, it's like, no, get out of here, and they're pushing the camera away. It's like, you know, for the longest time, you could, you know, you could almost understand the stupidity behind that. But Oh, yeah, well, I see now, TSA people. If I'm taking a picture of TSA, I saw a baby once, left to, you know, those, those where the people take their computers out of their bag, that, uh-huh. that long track. I saw a baby on a stroller, and the, not a stroller, one of those, you know, the, the, the chairs they take you on, they take you out of your car, and they, like, yeah, carry you yeah, around. It. Yeah. So the parents had turned around and they were getting their bat, their shoes out. So it just looked like a baby was alone. So I was taking a picture of it. And the TSA lady, the one that first gets your ID and license, she goes, oh, you can't take pictures of that. And I was like, "Did you? is that what they told you in your three hours of training? Well, I'm just telling you you're wrong. I absolutely can. So shut up. And then you just go back to taking a picture. It's like, shut up. You don't know. You're just saying something because yeah. you want to say something. You have no idea what the law is. I do. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's why. It's so-, so a lot of guys just don't know all this. Too many laws. How would they all know? I mean, do they not train them at all and everything? Like, well, you suppose. Listen, it, it, you can't. Yeah, how much? If you don't know exactly what you're doing, yeah, you shouldn't do it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to make an arrest. Yeah. To observe, like sometimes they're easy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I observed so and so smoking pot. Yeah. I know that pot is still illegal in New York, so I'm going to make this arrest. Or they're based off of a victim statement. We talked about that before. Right. Now there could be something with uh, with a car. Um, is it stolen? Is it not? You know, if you're it's your first time dealing with something like that, or you really don't know, you got to handle it with kid gloves. Right. I pull you over. I'm like, you're under arrest. Why? You're in a stolen car. Oh, that was me. I, I reported stolen. Okay, but you're not the re- you're not the registered owner. Yeah, I know, but it's my brother, and he's you know, you know, he's in the army right now. He's overseas, so it's my you know, I'm I'm taking care of the car. He gave me so you decided. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. Now you gotta you gotta know what you're dealing with here, right? Yeah. Like this, I give you a bad example, but you know, before you do anything about it, you should know. It's weird how you write about it being a different time. We have we we used to. 
everyone worked the cover booth at the comedy store. Just pretty much everybody stole money one time or another. You just too. You just say that these are comps and then you bring it in and tell them it's full price and then just tell the to bring it in as comps and you take that money. Uh-huh. It's pretty easy to do. If you get the door guy in on it too, he's like, why are these comps? He's just like, well, they weren't. Here's 20 for you. Then everybody's done it. But now they put in cameras. About a year ago, they put in cameras there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different time. And one guy got fired for stealing. And one of the old guys was like, dude, I know we used to all steal, but like, there's cameras in now. You, you can't just act like it's the old days. Yeah. When it's not the old days anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. like rapists had to change once they had DNA testing. It's like, it's a new game, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to wear a condom. Well, that's exactly it. You have to adjust to the times. And as, as far as the body cams go. Or don't I rape, just, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the answer, yeah. Like, the big thing is the body cams. What's the body cam? The, bo- the cameras that police officers wear on themselves. So New York is like looking into them right now. Sure. And I, you know what? That would make it so uh, that there's me, no problems anymore. There's no to questions. Me, like, to me, yeah. I think it's a beautiful tool for police because 99% of the people that you arrest are stupid assholes. And they're still going to be stupid assholes whether you have a camera on you or not. Right. And you're going to be able to get from the beginning to end unedited footage right. of this whole exchange. Right. So you're going to get when I show up at the scene. And now people don't realize what happens legally too. Uh, you get arrested and now you start off with a different story. I got a body cam on me. I mean like, all right, did you, did you hit your girlfriend? No, I didn't hear her. I haven't seen her in a week. Well, she said you was just there. I wasn't there. This bullshit. What did you, you just made a statement on the camera. Oh. So now we find out that you really were there. So, can that statement be used against you in the court of law? It's a big question. Can it? When you're just some guy asking. I would assume like, it can. Why not? Well, it's just you lied. I don't know. I lied to some guy. I was but, cheating on But the on point her, so is, we're going to judge you. Right. We're, doing, we're in the middle of a trial right now showing you a character. Right. Wow. And, and you lied to me three times within the first minute I met you. We found out three different things about something it. Something shady. Let's show something shady. Or you started a fight with me. Right. It's oh, on yeah. camera. Because a lot of times... Yeah, that if you get an angle of Michael Brown leaning over you, fucking wailing on you, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How powerful is that? Yeah, and then the pulling the gun out, like, get off, get off, get off. Exactly, how I mean, powerful that could, is yeah, that? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea to have. That's or it could at the same time, it also shows some guy taking one step towards you, and you say, back up, motherfucker, and shooting him. Well, then, you know what? I'm fine with that. But that's also right. They shouldn't do I'm that, fine so with that. Fine, right? I'm fine with that. I don't want to work with that cop. Right. That cop might shoot me. How did you feel about when you heard stories about crooked cops and stuff? Well, the first, I remember, you know, you're always, it's like you're almost like, let's say you're in a gang. Yeah. Nobody in your gang or your crew could do anything wrong. Fuck them. Right. It's the world against us. And that becomes a, a part of mentality, especially when you They're get like in. Us against them. Well, yeah. Especially when things are busy and, you know, there's a lot of crime going on. Like there was yeah. no crime going on for the longest time in New York City. There's rumors, depending on which paper that you read, that it's going to go back up or that it's going back up because of our new mayor. Whatever. I, I don't know what to believe. But um, what was the point of this? What crooked cops? How did they make you feel when you heard the stories about crooked Oh, well, the people? guy with the plunger. Remember that cop with the plunger in the precinct? No. What was the plunger? Well, there was an incident. There was a guy. I, I to, it wasn't Amadou Diallo. Mm, I'm trying to think of the... the there was a guy who was acting up. They were they were breaking up some party, whatever, and supposedly he punched a cop in the face. 
And yeah. then the cop arrested him. And then we brought him back to the precinct. They uh, they took him to the bathroom and they worked him over. And in the course of working him over, they stuck a plunger in his ass. Yeah. So this became, the guy went to the hospital, whatever. He pierced uh, his whole insides. Oh, uh, yeah. It became a, a really crazy case. But of course, who could ever do that? There's no cop that could do that. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're a cop... And, you know, you know other cops. This guy's bullshitting. This was something that happened before he went out that night. Why, you don't get, think a cop could do that? Well, okay, yeah. if you're a cop at this time. Oh, the, no, then you don't believe You it. don't believe no it No fucking all. way. This guy lied. Yeah, so yeah. you got to stick with the cop. And then the guy winds up confessing. Yeah. And doing his time. And then once that happened. Who confessed? Like, you, who, can, who was the guy who confessed? The cop. The cop confessed, yeah. Whatever happened. Like he was going to trial in the middle of the trial. I forget when it happened, but All right, I did at it. some point he pled guilty. Okay. He pled guilty to that shit. It kind of sort of makes me believe that, you know what? Anything's possible. This job has over 30,000 cops in New York City. That means 30 different thousand personalities. Yeah. And that means there's going to yeah. be a bunch of bad apples. Sure. I can't. You know, any I, I I can't deny or agree with anything until I see the facts. Right. You know. But at this point, you know there are crooked cops. So when when you find out that guy did do that stuff, how does it make you like feel in general? Like how how does it? Yeah. How do you? Well, feel? you fuck up the job for everybody, man. You make the hard job. You know, the job harder. Yeah. You know, it's just like because uh, they're gonna think you're all capable of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like. I'll give you a perfect example. You're at the elevator. I'm at the elevator in a building once in the projects. There's a mother there with a child. The child is like, um, I don't know, three or four years old. So I'm waiting, me and my partner by the elevator. I'm looking down at the kid. And it was a cute kid, you know? So I smiled at the kid and I waved. Yeah. And the mother took the kid's hand and pulled pulled him away from me and put him around. So, So he... He doesn't have to look at me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Me, the handsome Harsh. guy. Remember, we were going about the New York Seven. I, I'm the New York Seven. <laughs> wow. The really? fuck out of here is seven. The fuck out. <laughs> you're a seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm a seven. You're, you're not. Right. Oh, you're yeah, a seven like, and a half. Oh, really? No, because no. Here's Let's why. Let's go no, out no. somewhere. No, no, no. And see. Back to even. Ask Back to any seven fucking seven. girl. No because way. Because in New York, I'm no a Jew. Because I'm a Jew, I'm more valuable close. here. Jews are more valuable in New York oh, no, than anywhere no, no, else. No, no, no. But you just asked a random chick in the street. Yeah. A Jewish chick? I guarantee you she puts me at a nine and you at a four. Really? No, not a four, but. Jewish, whatever. I have a power with Jewish girls, I guess. I guess you do, yeah. Um, uh, let me ask you this question. We got. I guess we got to go soon. When's your first spot? Nine fifty-five. But I got to take a piss. Okay. Um, well, we can pause it for a minute. But when 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 it was the feeling of us against them, who was who was the them? Criminals or everybody not cops or a mixture? Nah, you know what? It was a prevailing attitude. There's certain neighborhoods that you work in, they hate cops. So that's a them. That yeah, 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 yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, like for example, I'd go, to, I'd go to return a warrant in the Bronx, and the Bronx is a tough borough to work in, especially with the DA's office there. They never convict anybody, especially you know, yeah, it's it's especially if it was assault on a cop or something like that. You could just forget about it. You're on your own. It's like it never happened. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. Why? The DA's... DA convicts. Because it's the Bronx. Oh. 
and they have to have a jury, whatever, and <coughs> they only, they're only going to take cases that they might get a conviction. They're never going to get a conviction. They're gonna ne- never going to get anybody to sit in on a fucking jury <coughs> and, and give the cop the benefit of the doubt. Right. That's not the, the attitude in the Bronx. So they just don't break. They just don't even, so not, they don't even bother. This. It's like wow. it didn't even happen. Yeah. So when you walk into Bronx court, you know, and you got a body, you know, and who's in cuffs and you're walking in, they know you're the cop. You got the thing behind you, you know, the, the chain around your neck. Yeah. The looks that you get from the people waiting, man, they freaking hate you. <sighs> they hate you. Wow. Yeah. And so you think like that's the enemy. All these people looking at you. Yeah, yeah. When you go into the like, yeah, it's just because it's just the only reason why you feel. This guy killed someone. The only reason why you feel that way is because the feeling that it's getting, they're giving you. They're letting you know. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't like you. So it's it's just, um, that's what it becomes. You can either succumb to it and, you know, what you should do is treat every single person as an individual. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? And don't, right, but that's so hard to do. But you have to. I know. But this is why racism starts. Because you saw a couple of black guys doing, doing some shit on separate occasions, and you're like, fucking, I hate black people. But you're like, no, no, it's just those and some I'll other ones. I'll give you ones. a perfect example. But I was not on, all of them. I was on yeah. a hit. I was on a warrant hit, and we went to this black lady's house, an older lady. Her house was immaculate. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about... It was so freaking clean, bro. You could eat off the floor. You could, with your tongue, you could lick her wooden floor yeah. and not get it. That's how clean her apartment Kinda was. like my place. We, um, we, yeah, we, I like your place a lot, but you're a guy. It's, yeah. it's going to look the way a guy's place it looks. looks. Like a guy. yeah. So we went in the place. She's a really nice lady. So I showed her the picture. Um, I forget what the circumstances was, whether it was something she knew or she didn't, whatever. Um, but I, on the way out, we didn't get the body. But on the way out, I says, ma'am, I really got to tell you, you you got a nice home. You know, here? It's really beautiful. Yeah. The way you kept it. And she goes to me, just because I'm poor doesn't mean I got to be uh, something, a slop or something. Something like that. Yeah. I might be poor, but I'm not a, you know, it's like I don't have a lot, but what I do have, I take care of it. That's basically what she's telling me. Okay. And you got to remember, it's like some of these people, they may not have a lot, but they're good people still. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. they're not rich or just because they're not have fancy clothes or whatever doesn't mean they're not good people. Right. You know, and yeah. that, oh, I always thought about that in my head, you know, what she said to me. I might not be poor, but I don't mean I have to be a slob. You know, I mean, I could be clean. You know, I'm clean. You yeah. Know? My place could be nice. I'm doing better, but I'm no cleaner than I was. Uh, you got to pee? Yeah, let me pee. Okay, then I'm going to ask you about if you char- discharge your weapon and then police academy, and then we can go. All right. That's your mother in there. I heard you in there. I heard you going to New York 7. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, New York 7. <laughs> so, uh, that's funny. We're Discharging back? your weapon? We're yeah. back? What? Are we back? We're back. Oh, yeah. Right. I just unpaused. It's so quick. They won't even know anything happened. I, uh, what'd you ask me about? Discharging your weapon? Never. I've never, di- I didn't, uh, I never, sh- I never shot anybody. Yeah. And I know it's boring. It's People okay. always like a good, I blew his head off story. Yeah, They're I know, really, but really I'd rather good. have like, I'd rather have the honest thing of a guy no. who did 20 years. 20 years. And never had to. You know, you, sometimes you pull it out, you know, depending on the situation, you might I mean, be nervous. Yeah. Or you unsnap. There's like a snap that's on your holster. Just unsnap to let people know. I had a Glock. So, you know, there was like a, this certain type of snap. 
And you know, um, I, on a couple occasions, you got to break. You get, it's called break leather. You break leather, but even though the break le- breaking leather was when you had the revolvers, right? So really just to break. be careful, like, hey, the, what are you the, doing? The Glock Stop. or the semi-automatics. Those are plastic. Those holsters. So oh, okay. Not really breaking leather, but um, sometimes you break leather. You have to, but I never, I never had to shoot anybody. You know, and in a way, it's like uh, it's just like the other thing, the bribe. The more you get involved and the more yeah. you're out there, you yeah. can either do what you have to do. And usually, you know, if you're lucky, that'll keep you out of harm's way. Did, but if you go over and above and you're out there every day, every day hunting. You're more likely to have Yeah, to. you're going to get involved more. Wow. What was that movie I just saw recently? Or was it a TV show? Where some psychopath, some cop just sees like a like a bank robber going down. He just happens to be at a donut shop and see it, and he's like right next to the guy. And the guy's like, "Drive away, you don't have to die today." And the cop is just like, just drove away. <laughs> Good, like, man. Yeah, not, you know what? Though? This is out of my league. Now here's my thing. I was going to tell you about the tasers. Yeah. So if it was my police force in the future, yeah, I would want because it's going to happen anyway. Armed with the camera, that's my first weapon. The camera. Sure. Um, and my second weapon is I'd want a taser because what most people, like most people, and this is one thing that really, really annoys me. They say stupid things like, um, why don't you shoot for the leg? Why don't you shoot in the arm? And it's like the dumbest, if you really knew anything about, you know, a gun and how it works and how and somebody limb. shoots. Like, where are you going to hit on that? You and, you know, center mass in a body. You know, most cops probably couldn't hit the side of a barn. Really? Well, because you, you go to, you shoot, you have to shoot twice a year. You have to. And that's not enough. You're not in the military. really good. You have to have the guy who goes out of his way and goes, finds a range by his house and is involved and into shooting. A lot yeah. of cops, like I said, they're not into it. Yeah. So now you add that I haven't shot in six months to uh, to adrenaline. Oh yeah. To a moving target. There's a lot of things going on. You got to go for center mass. There's no, you know, Super going lit. for a limb. Yeah. But my thing is, I think we really need to look into like tasers or lasers. You lasers. Know, yeah, whatever, because I think that's the evolution to me of police work. Anyway, that's where you need to go, because what. I think you need to adjust to what the climate dictates. And what America is telling you right now is that we don't want unarmed people getting shot and killed. Yeah. We don't want police um, harassing us or abusing us or killing us over s- stupid laws. Stuff that's not worth being killed Because for. a lot of the laws and things that, like, the guy Eric Garner in Staten Island, Supposedly he was getting arrested for that giant guy. Yeah, he was getting supposedly the I giant he was breaking up a fight. Supposedly what he was getting arrested for was selling untaxed cigarette or Lucy's. Oh, yeah. So it's like, why do we have a unit right now? You know, when you got a brand new mayor that we're going after. If Lucy's? you're not going to let cops do stop question and frisk yeah. then you better have a whole bunch of cops out there looking for real things like people with guns you may not stop them you may not be able to question them or frisk them but at least you know there's more cop presence looking out for real things as opposed to a whole unit of people going out to stop somebody for untaxed cigarettes 
or selling Lucy's, yeah. whatever it was. Tax cigarettes. And so that's the second thing that I think um, the citizens are, cu- are are crying out for. We don't want this micromanaging police force. We want our police force to um, deal with the things to we want deal, deal with, with serious crimes. Yeah, we want to live uh, safe lives, but we don't want to be constantly harassed over stupid little things. Right. That's what the, the that's what it seems the people are crying out for. But now your elected official. Does he want to be the mayor that, because look at what you had. You had a guy coming in with a socialistic attitude, ultra liberal, this guy de Blasio. But what does he do? Does he hire a progressive um, police commissioner? No. He goes back to the old way. He goes back to Bill Bratton. What does that, so what does that mean? What what is that telling you? That means, you know what? Uh, I don't want to be the mayor that we had 10 years of a decrease in crime and then I'm the first, I'm, as soon as I get in office, increase. it's an increase. We'll get rid of stop, question, and frisk, but I need a veteran there to figure out some other shit that we can do to these people to keep them calm. Right. You know? These people mean the criminals. Yeah, the people that are, are, are carrying guns again. Right. there's a lot of shootings right now in the city. Are there really? There's not a lot of homicides, but the people are getting shot. Wow. And the, the, the shootings are up. Homicides are actually down, but... What does that just mean? It just means people, you know, maybe they're bad shots. Yeah, when you're dealing with only a couple hundred cases, you really can be like, I don't know. It can be some like lucky, you know, no hit major artery shots. What are you talking about? I'm saying if you're dealing with thousands and thousands of cases, it won't matter. If, they get, if people get shot, they'll die at the same percentage rate. Well, it just so happens that right now, you know, people aren't, that we're lower in homicides than we were last but year. But more in shootings. Yeah, but up, we're up 9% in shootings. Wow. According so you would have them do lasers? Why? I mean, not like tasers, so they could just tase people. Well, see, my the problem my, is my thing. What, what is the problem right now? What we are facing right now? We're pay, we're facing people who aren't aware of the power that uh, that you give to a police officer. Yeah. So they want to. They think they have a legal right to plead their case right then and there, which they don't. They don't. That people aren't aware of the fact that if I'm telling you, you're under arrest. There's no fight. Right. And the problem is now when you resist arrest and we go into a physical altercation. So if I confront somebody and I say to them, uh, you know, Ari, you're under arrest. And you'd be like, no, man, fuck you. I'm like, Ari, you got to put your hands behind your back because you're under arrest. And you're like, fuck you. And I take a step in to put the cuffs on you. And now you push me away. Yeah. I'm going to tase you. And you know what happens when you get tased? What? When you wake up from the tase, you have the cuffs on you. Yeah. And the whole situation's over. We're not going into this back and forth. But people have the problem of people getting tased off when they're walking on buildings, like on, on rooftop ledges, or their hearts go. Tased? Well, no, you can't. You know, they use, fall from big heights because they're First they got of all, tased. the percentage of people. You, they hear about those stories and they the go, this guy had a heart attack when you tased him. Why well, are you tasing that, people? Well, that's what the guy died of, Eric Garner. He didn't die of asphyxiation, he died of a heart attack. Oh, right. It was brought on probably. That's one too where it's like breathe. they're killing people. It's like he, that guy wasn't trying to kill somebody. He was trying to detain that guy. And so he did. That's the guy who didn't use his gun. Ooh, that's a case of Eric Garner. That's a case, well, that's a case of a cop that just who goes, did not use his that, weapon. That just goes to show you how stupid the unarmed defense is with Ferguson. Because an unarmed man can kill you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That the cop, smaller cop killed that giant black man. Why? Unarmed. Because he yeah. came up from him be, from behind yeah. and he put him in a chokehold. Yeah, you guarantee know, like, if the rules are reversed. That, to me... Yeah, he definitely could have done you it. You know, unfortunately for 
you know, because I was. It is a, a cop. case of a cop who decided I'm not going to use my weapon here. Well, because it didn't call for it. Right. He didn't shoot the guy. You know, but you look at that situation. In that situation, if you got a taser. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you tased him. It's done. Unless you go to a heart attack with the taser, you're not going to get into that physical confrontation. You don't have to. It's just over. No. They fall, maybe scrape their face. They fall right around the face. And then here or there, some, occasionally <laughs> some people will die. But not very much. No. But the amount of, I would say it would be half the amount of shootings that you'd have. Yeah. The only thing I heard about it was that peop- the cops are more likely to use a taser because they're like, well, this ain't going to kill anybody, so I'm using it a bunch. Well, I mean, you could say that, but it, like, how many? look at how many pepper spray reports there are. Right. They have pepper spray. They could use that all the time. They have batons. How many baton beatings are How are come they, they don't use pepper spray more, do they? It's just, you know, it's just, it's a, it, there's a scale. There's a le- you know, it raises. Yeah. Uh, the physical confrontation raises. Right. You know, so it, somebody- it escalates. Yeah. You know, but sometimes it goes from you can't judge where it's going to go. I could be in a conversation with you right now. But if you're coming, I'm a police officer, and you can go from there to jumping on me and choking me in one thing, yeah, in one in one action, just charge me, yeah. So my escalation of what I'm going to do at this point also raises dramatically because right now you're on my throat. Um, I'm not going to go to my mace right now. Plus because if you're on top maybe of you, we'll, we'll yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go probably. I don't know how long I'm gonna hold down in the choke. Yeah, but I'm gonna probably shoot you. But right if you're 14 now. feet, you away, yeah. But if you're 14 feet away, let's say uh-huh. 20 feet away, and you're taking a step towards me, and I'm like, sir, I'm gonna ask you to stop. Yeah, and if you take another step towards me, you can make. I could see how getting your yeah, mace out, and point, yeah, just yeah. pointing at him, like, sir, I'm telling you one more time, or this is going to happen. That, yeah, but now, that's with what mace, I'm saying. you could still alleviate the situation instead yeah. of with a weapon. It's always, yeah, you know, they'll show, they'll show you these escalations. You know, we used to do drills and we used to have, um, it was like a a screen, you know, when you used to do like interactive, yeah. um, you know, videos, police training. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you'd walk into a room and somebody would pop up out of nowhere and, it, you know, running out of a room screaming and it's really a little girl and she's got a toy. Oh right! So you're you now you're standing you there. You got a gun girl. belt on. You got, they got this gun her. on you, and they're telling you it's a domestic violence call, um, possible firearms. Possible weapons, right. So now you know you go into this house, or you, you know you walk. In, it, it takes you through. It's like a game that you play. But the girl comes running out, and then somebody else comes into the living room. You know, it's all about your reaction and <laughs> when you're going to blow somebody away. Wow. It's a good thing. It's a good. Uh, it's a good exercise. Yeah, it's a good yeah. exercise. Yeah. How often would you did you kill a kid? I, you know, luckily I, I never. You I, never killed him once. No, I would have at least one time. Well, I'm killed. Well, everything. first of all, like you don't get a chance to play as much as you want. Usually, uh, like in a classroom full of people, everybody should get day. one chance to play. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes only three or five people get oh. to go. But everybody should have a chance to play that thing. Yeah, all the time. They're actually. Yeah. This should be like a course they set up and charge 20 bucks and do it with lasers. Like oh, yeah, laser absolutely. Situation. Maybe they do that. Well, that'll actually. probably happen with the tasers. If Yeah, taser game. Because to me, I think... Yeah, you don't want to tase a little kid, a baby. That could do some damage. Well, what will happen is... I'll tell you what would happen. People don't want to get tased. No. Don't tase me, bro. So what's going to happen don't is... Don't tase me. Yeah, just like the don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Great. People are gonna be Would like, you guys sit around and watch videos and shit when you were at the station? Yeah, all the time. You just hang out. Was it more like a, like a Caddyshack when you guys were all there? Was it just like fun and jokes and shit? It's amazing. Probably a lot of fucking camaraderie, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I tell you, man. I mean, if you're going to have a job. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you have, 
you know, depending on where you work and what you do, you got free reign in the city. Yeah. When I was in the Warren Squad, bro, we... Why donuts? Why not? Just because it's open late? Donuts are great, first donuts of all. Donuts are great. You don't like donuts? No, I do love them. But why those? Well, because think about this. If you work, no matter what shift you're working on, when you go to work, you're going to have coffee. So when right. you go to get coffee, what are you going to get? Perfect goes with I'll the coffee. I'll get a donut. Yep, donut. You know? Yeah, you have your run of the city. How much you know what kills me the most? What? Is everybody knows that cops like donuts. Yeah. So if you're going to do some illegal shit, why wouldn't you carry some donuts? <laughs> just like, here, here. here it would be distracting. Be like, listen, yeah. I'm sorry, officer, but uh, and just wave the, do- the box different of kinds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But what, my point is this. Like, you go to the precinct to get like a motor vehicle report. Bring some donuts. And people know they hate going to a precinct. There's a long line, you know. People want it. Bring a fucking box of donuts. You'll Would the never, cops eat them? If, 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 if you'll never brought- have to wait in line. As soon as the cops saw the donuts, they'll be like, come up here. What do you need? And he'd be like, oh, I had a motor, I wanted to get a motor vehicle accident report for my insurance company. That's right, great right. advice. And those, those uh, donuts? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're for you, officers. Wow. All right, thanks. So what's, the, what's the report number on that? Don't worry. I'll take care of it. I got it. I got it. I got it. What's the report? Buddy, what's the report? I, I'll, I'll be back in five minutes. Take a seat. Oh, and he wow. comes back. He gives it to you an envelope like a gentleman. Wow, of course. People are people. Yes, it's brilliant. I can't believe more people don't think about it. You and know, we all, you're right, we all know cops love donuts. So why are we not using that information? We're fucking, just bitching about it instead of using it. It's really so stupid. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, those people across, around from the stand, that, that police academy. Yeah. How many of those people, percentage-wise, will become police? All of them. All, you think? Yeah, absolutely. None will fail out? Well, I'd say less than 1%. Is that police academy? Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Less than 1% will fail out? Maybe 1%. Because the written test is the main thing? Well, because by that time, they've already invested so much time and money into you. Right. You know, most most people, like, you'd have to have something that, like, let's say 1% of the people. Maybe, I, I, you know what? I shouldn't give it a number. Just guessing. Because I, no, what do I know? Let's yeah. say out of 3,000 people, yeah. I went, my academy class was, like, the biggest, one of the biggest classes, 2,800 people or something like that, my, my, my police academy class. Because you were so beautiful, they had to surround you with other people to exactly. dampen the, the exactly. total number. You know? I was in New York 9, damn it. <laughs> so uh, I was, uh, out of those 2,800 people, yeah. maybe there was, I don't know, I think it maybe 100 people, 200 people that started out in the class. And didn't. That, you know, for whatever reason. Oh, wow. You know, didn't make it the whole way through. Maybe five hundred people. Yeah. To me, that would be seem like a lot. Yeah. You know, it, it seems excessive. So most people get they're they're fine at that point. Would you guys fuck with each other? Would you like play pranks on each other or like do shit to like when in the academy? No, afterwards. Once you're, once I you're tell working. you, man, the cop working with the camaraderie is the it's it's the best. It's is like, it like comedians or different? Everybody's comedians. Everybody's like um, like fourteen years old, fifteen years old. You will get your balls busted relentlessly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to, you know, uh, you're going to work with like a lot of cool guys. You'll go out with them, especially when you first get on the job. You'll party with them after work and you'll have a great time. And when you're at work, if, you know, you, if you're working with the right group of people, you could hook up. You know, you're always hooking up dates and stuff like that. <laughs> seen, right. I've seen guys do it, you know, like... Just, oh, we know, see it in set in front of the comedy show all the time when they pull over girls. Like, why are you talking to those girls so long, officer? Because go back the to- uniform is a magnet. Mm-hmm. See, guys don't realize one thing, okay? 
first of all, girls want to have sex with like um, a policeman, a fireman, a rock star, yeah. a movie star, and an athlete. Let's just say those were their things. Yeah. You know, and the, you could put them in any order. Like okay. one girl could be really into rock and roll. One girl's dad could have been a, a policeman, so she wants. Oh, they all want to, all of them. Those are pretty much the fantasies. Like the same way guys want to have sex, but with girls from different countries. Right. Do you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Like races. you'd be like, "Hey, man, I got a Malaysian last night." What? You'd be like, How was that? Where the fuck is that? And I'm like, I don't even know, bro. But she said she was from. Find me a map so I can cross I it off. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, but every girl wants a cop. So if you, they call it the blue magnet. If you're fortunate enough, you know, when you're in uniform, and that's usually that's what attracts the girls in, you're usually young enough on the job at that point, you're probably still single, whatever. You pull the girls in just based off the uniform. Oh. Hot chicks. Yeah. You know what Get I'm the saying? numbers right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll, they'll go out with you because they want to get their cop. The, the only thing you ever got to look out for is if you meet a girl... And then she's like, oh, I used to go out with a cop. Just get as far, get away from her. They're those girls too, huh? No, 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 no. Get away from her. Because Why? you're not going to be able to pull the same stunts. Some guys already did that to her. Oh. You want to be the first cop they get. Because you can get a, away with a lot. Like, you know. Put a gun to their head and say. No, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> like so let's say an average guy takes a girl out on a date, right? Yeah. What does he do? You call her up. You're going to take her out to dinner, out to eat. But now your job, you got this job that can completely get in the way and fuck your plans up. So you make a date with a girl. And you say to her, I'm going to pick you up at 8. Then you call at 8.30. He says, oh, listen, uh, we ran into a, an arrest at the end of the tour. I'm going to be like an hour late. Is that okay? So she'll, of course she'll say, yeah. You call her like an hour and a half, say I'm on my way over. Oh, we just wrapped up. I'm coming over. Now it's 11 o'clock at night. So there's no dinner. There's no movies. You show up with a six-pack of beer. You put it in your car. You find a spot somewhere in the park. Nobody goes by. You see how we just... And you just circ- in the car in uniform. No, not in uniform. You're oh, done. Oh, why not? That's what they want. Well, they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, but you can't do that. You would get... I mean, you could do that. You get in trouble if you yeah, get caught. But if you, fuck, yeah, but you could do that. I, I never... You were married the whole time. Absolutely, but what I'm saying to you, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is just that that's the scam. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, and somebody's already run the scam. Yeah, somebody's like, already. You already, coming at eleven thirty? Stop. Oh it. yeah. Whenever like you know there was something you had to do, like let's just say, let's just say she was your goom. Mm-hmm. You, you know, goomar. A yeah, popular like term she, I learned from the show Sopranos. She, uh, you know, she didn't know about. The family you got at oh, home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you live in this double life, which some guys did. You know what I'm saying? You always need an excuse to get out of like a situation. And it always had to do with work. Oh, I'd be like, I got to go in. I got a collar. I can't have this fight now. I got to... I got a collar. I got to go in. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would do that too. I definitely would. That, there's That's so hilarious. many advantages to the job. Did they that teach way. you how to do that, or did you just that, uh, learn well, on your own? The, when you get to the precinct, you start learning a little bit. People like time. teach you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You'll get with like a veteran guy, whatever. How much is it like the comedy scene? Is it kind of similar in the way people hang out with each other? You know what? In the way there's we no all girls. Share, <laughs> I think the, the cop bond is way... way okay, From, you know what? Listen. Getting killed yeah. or dying yeah. on stage... And, and and being no, but you think so, 
But that's where our comer- our camaraderie comes in as comedians because there's a lot of people who are kind of sort of involved in comedy, yeah. but they never did comedy. Right. The one Just- thing that we all share in common, the reason why, let's say, you saw a famous comedian somewhere, yeah, and you'd be like, I'm a comic, or you're opening up for somebody... No matter how big you get in comedy, we we share the same. Like, oh, thing. you're a comic. Okay, we got to go on stage. Oh yeah, and no, you know, there's a good chance we're going to eat it. You know, so that we have a strong camaraderie in um, in comedy. Yeah. So how is it there? And with the police department, you can get killed. Yeah. At any moment. It sounds crazy to even say that, but you could be walking down the street with your partner and somebody decides to shoot off a rooftop just at a uniform. So you're aware of that. Not all, you know, you don't live you're your whole risk, life in though. that. But, you know, you know you're know, you aware of that. Yeah. So you got each other's back. So that's its own camaraderie. Like, right. one thing about the police department, it, like, the same thing with comedy. There's a lot of people in comedy that you know and that you're friends with that you would probably never be friends with outside of comedy but just the because they don't look yeah. like you, yeah. but then you share that comedy bond with them. Yeah. And it's the same thing with cops. Right. You know, you could be working with somebody that I would never hang out with this dude if I, if I didn't know him, but the fact that we're cops, you know, now I got to know him and I like him. Right. Yeah. Do you ever know anybody that died on the, on the duty? Yeah, of course. I knew a cop that committed suicide. Oh, that was what? pretty sad, yeah. Is there a lot of that? Depression? Unfortunately, there is, you know, because you have access to a gun. So you have a bad night. Like, normally, what would you do? Yeah, but is there a lot of depression that causes it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there a lot that. of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, people don't... Like, Did you ever get it? I was talking to... Uh, I, You know, I had... No. Depression? Me? Nah, I'm the opposite of depression, bro. I'm a, I'm a New York Nine, man. Wait, no New York. I'm a self. I'm a self-proclaimed New York Nine. You're an LA Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I gotta. I can't go believe you're saying York. that to me. <laughs> Nobody ever says that to me. <laughs> LA Five. I'll show you pictures, dude. I'm 47 years old. You, you look great for 47. Well, you should see when I was a kid. You're a 47 year old nine. I'll give you that. I'll uh, give you that. With my abs out. Now I'm a fat mess. <laughs> abs out. Yeah. No, oh, once you get yeah, them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. No, when I was a kid, when I was your age, what are you? 40. Oh, you're 40? Yeah. You look good too. Yeah, stress free life. Waking up at noon. An LA5, man. <laughs> if I'm an LA5, so are you. <laughs> I know I am. No, you do better than me in LA. I think I'm closer to you here because of the Jewish thing, because it's so sought after here. Aren't there a lot of Jews in LA? No, and it's not as like revered there. Uh huh. There, like regular looks are revered here. Like the Jewish looks, like oh, because a lot uh, of Jewish girls doing regular jobs out here. Yeah, they don't want what America uh, yeah. wants. They worry about what they want. Yeah, they don't want to do those regular jobs. They yeah. want to get out of those regular jobs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I gotta it. go. I'm gonna miss my spot. Where's your Dude, what, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Mark DeMeo. Mark DeMeo. D-E-M-A. Wait, uh, you know what I wanted to say? What? I have the one-man show. It's called 20 and Out. I don't know when, when this, this goes This will probably up. go out on Monday because I have zero saved up. So you're lucky. All right. So uh, October 6th, 13th, and 20th, I'm at the pit. 
People's Improv Theater, 24th Street. I've been there. Between Park and Lex. It's 123 24th Street. East 24th Street. 123 East 24th Street. What are the dates? October 6th, 13th, and 20th. This is my one-man show. What night of the weeks are those? Mondays. Mondays. And you're doing a one-man show. Yeah, it's called 20 and Out. And I talk about all this cop stuff. Um, In a funny way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you have uh, you come. I want you to come. Check it October out. October 6th. 13th or the 20th. No, I won't be there for any of that. Oh, really? I'll be in LA and Europe for all of October. All right. Well, next time. Otherwise, I would. I'm not going to stop doing December. it. Oh, okay. Okay. So people I'm should like- go to that. If I, have, if I get anybody else this week, I'll save this until, until um, the week before that or, or until no, the 6th. No, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. And, uh, you know, they can find me on Twitter. Mark with a K, DeMayo, D-E-M-A-Y-O on Twitter and Facebook. Okay. And uh, I'm a big fan, Ari. I think you're brilliant. Ari. And I want to say thank you. Like kid. What, yeah. How did I say it? Ari. <laughs> Just that how did way. I say it? That's, like you say it from like, where you're from. But well, I said Ari. Yeah. Well, well here's yeah. the thing. How do you say it? Ari. I don't know. You're saying no, it because, fine. It's no, just because the way. My, uh, my son's ah, best, one like of my a- son's best friends is named Ari, but he's Greek. Oh, really? So it could be a different type of Ari. Maybe. Same thing. It's just the way people like that say Dice's kids say the same way. I call him Ari. He's fine Ari. I say Ari. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It just but I don't laugh. know how you say it. No, it's fine. You're doing it right. Okay. But what are you going to say? No, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I forget. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Too freaking. Is, so there, is there a good that's song it. about they, cops? There could, be a ne- there could never be um, a better uh, commercial for Volcano than that moment right <laughs> like, there. We wait, both what? completely forgot. Like, we're, on, we're making a show right now? It was like seven seconds earlier, too. Oh, what did you say? A is song? there a good song about cops that you like? All right. Here's people, the thing. I'll what? end on this. This yeah. is how we'll end. My favorite TV show, my crime drama, yeah. was Law & Order. Why? Dun, dun. Why? Right? Wasn't it great? Yeah. Because it was a homicide show. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every week, the body, within the first minute, you knew what it was going to be. Yeah. The story that you remember, the theme song was great. Hey, well, good morning. It's good to see you again this morning. I guess we'll have words. There's two actors you've never seen before. I guess we're not going to find a body any second. <laughs> there he goes, right yeah. there. Behind the dumpster. Yeah. Whoa, Henry, come here. Yeah. So, I like that part of it. You know, the, th- the theme song. Well, the, well, the fact that you know it was usually a relative story. It was a story because you they always use stories that happened like yeah. you know six or eight months ago. They were in the news. Big, yeah. huh? and then you got the, the the theme song and the words. Everybody knows the words. What are the words? Do you Just, know the words? No. How's it go? In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups: the police who investigate crime and the district <laughs> attorneys who prosecute. Offenders, and these are their stories. <laughs> How excited, right? Remember? Did you guys oh, think, did they get it right? Did they get it right? Did they get it right the way they show cops? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah. What did, sucked is what I told you. I was a detective in Harlem. Yeah, I was. I worked in a detective squad, and I was there for five years. Yeah, and you know, I never caught a homicide. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, that sucks. Imagine going to school to be a surgeon. How do you ca- oh, And you never get questions. a chance to do fucking surgery. You want to do <laughs> You don't want people to get sick, yeah. but at some point you want to fucking try and save somebody's life. Yeah. I never wanted people to get shot, but you know, at some point I wanted to catch a homicide. Yeah. The problem was I was just worked when the biggest drop in crime ever. Like we went from like 2000 homicides Oh, so that's all you New wanted. In York City to less than 400. So now I'm a detective in the squad. It was like that Jamie Foxx movie where he's played those, like, they played snipers uh-huh. in the Marines with the yeah. Jesus Walks. Uh-huh. Remember that? 
Yeah, they yeah, used Jesus walks as a theme song, but they, all they wanted to do was get their kill, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. war ended. They couldn't get get their kill, and they're yeah. like, "Motherfucker, that's all they live for." The fucking marine snipers. Yeah, yeah, they didn't get the juice. They didn't get the juice. Jesus walks. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, well, that's what it was like. You know, it's like fucking like. Oh, oh you never shit. got a homicide. And I quote a lot of shootings. You know, when people get shot, those they, are cases. Like, Please die. Yeah, please man, die. Stabbings, <laughs> yeah. but the fuckers would never die. <laughs> Why you can't know, this victim just get it? Go out. Still, Come on, man, Doc. You go to a scene better guy to take blood, care of. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Shell casings. I rush to the hospital. I talk to the doctor. I'm like, hey, doctor, what, is he out of the picture yet? No, I think he's going to make uh-huh. it. I'm like, what? <laughs> fucking shot 16 times. Is this Superman? Are you fucking kidding me? This was my homicide, Doc. Come on, man. Help me out of here. You're killing me, Larry. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Going nowhere but got suits and cases. A trunk full of coke, rental car from Avis. My mama used to say only Jesus could save us. Well, mama, I know I act the fool, but I'll be gone to November. I got packs to move. I hope Jesus, God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I could do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Well, that's the episode, you guys. That is it. Um, it went too short. I know it was long, but it still went too short. I had extra questions to ask him. I wanted to ask him about um, his pension. I wanted to ask, um, wait, what his pension was. What else did I want to ask? I wanted to ask about some of the pranks they must have played on each other. Um, I wanted to ask if he had guys he didn't get along, like other cops. He was like, no way. I'm not, you know, the dorks, the ones everybody, I don't know. There's a lot of shit I wanted to get into. I don't even remember it all now, but I was like, fuck, we got to go. So I gotta get I just got another another cop on top of this one, but thank you, Mark DeMeo, for doing it. That was interesting. And just so you know, the day after we recorded this, I was in a New York City cab and I saw them say that uh, De Blasio has just approved limited use of cop cams. Those cameras he was talking about. Um. I think 30 cops are going to use them or something like that, or 30 precincts. I don't know. It's a large difference, but uh, I don't really know the whole story. So hopefully, Mark, your suggestion goes. That's the episode, you guys. Episode 183, three, two, three. Popo. Um, so again, get tickets to my storyteller show. I think there's still some available for tomorrow, for the 9th. Uh, where Rogan's doing it, Bobby Lee's doing it, Rob Corge is doing it, yeah, Hughley's doing it. It's 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 a it's a good night overall. Sheer, Bobby Lee, um, hurry up! And I'm telling you, use the code. You're, you're going to think you can just get tickets without it, but it's going to put you on a wait list. And you're not going to get tickets. So go to oneiota.com, the number one iota.com. Uh, find this is not happening, or, or I tweeted it. Um, you can find my tweets from the last whatever day, uh, and get tickets. Um, one show or the other, because you're going to have to wait in line. There's no way you're going to be able to get tickets for both. Um. So, yeah, and then come next week too, M- Monday and Tuesday next week. Diaz and Duncan are doing Tuesday. Um, 
Yeah, that's it. And I'm going to be in Calgary September 18th. Don't forget to come to that. We're at home stretch before my special. I uh, took an Instagram and posted all the dates that I'm going to be in London. It's not on my laugh stub, so find my Instagram and look for an all-white picture. And those prices next to it is just what I'm getting paid. That's not how much the ticket prices are. Um, All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And by the way, I don't know if I told you this, but the last five months have consecutively been the highest five months of downloads that I've had on this podcast. So August was the most, July was the next most, June was the next most after that, May and April. In order. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends about it and getting tuned into the Skeptic Tank. Um, next week, I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk to my friend Shang Wang about being yellow, everybody. It's, it's the Asian experience. I'm going to ask him about what it's like to be Asian in America. Um, all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next week, have a good w- day. No, I don't know. Whatever. All right. Bye. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups the police who investigate crime, and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories.